six pack. We're here for the 100th episode, and we got the B Man, Brendan Walsh, on the line. Thanks for coming. Hey, buddy. hey, hi. How What's are you? up? How's it going? Doing great. You might recognize Brendan from. You you know him. Everybody knows him. He's done. He's been on the Tonight Show. Uh, you know him from Breaking Bad. His Netflix show F is for Family. Uh, he's been in. What else have you been in, Brendan? We have a show. It's another spinoff from um, The Big Bang Theory. I'm uh, the lead in Fat Sheldon. Fat Sheldon. <laughs> it's a future episode because they have Young Sheldon, and they're also simultaneously producing Regular Sheldon. But since Young Sheldon's such a hit, they thought they would go into the future to see an older, fatter Sheldon. So I'm the lead in Fat Sheldon, only on CBS, where dreams are made. And I'm also, uh, uh, I have a thing at the Los Angeles Civic Center. Uh, As you may know, I'm heavily into urine therapy. So I'll be doing a, uh, a, a, I just, a I just told you, I just told you to tell me if you're uh, going to talk about piss again, because we're live, remember? Yeah, well, it's the, you know, I mean, a lot of people, there's this coronavirus going around, and that's something that these pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know, that you at home have the cure right there inside your body free of charge. You don't have to line the pockets of these scumbag pharmaceutical companies you just wake up every morning and have a before you, that first piss that you take in the morning it has the most minerals and uh, nutrients in it. So you want to don't waste your piss in the toilet, piss into a glass, drink a glass of your own urine every morning that boosts your immune system. It does wonders for your hair and skin. And your nails. I heard that on Rogan, actually. I think Rogan's big into that. Yeah, well, Rogan, uh, here's a little secret. Rogan steals all his shit from me, so... We all knew this, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of common knowledge, because if you listen to my podcast, the World Record Podcast, oddly enough, uh, that same week, Rogan records his podcast a day after mine comes out, oddly enough. And then, you know, he has a larger audience, and he just kind of cherry-picks... Some of the topics and facts that I say on my podcast, and then he repeats them and gets all the credit. Now, that's, I, you, know, you did that's the way. you did have uh, Rogan on recently. I saw the whole episode. We had him on a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it it's, was a great episode. Despite despite Joe, it was great because of you, not Joe. That was a good episode. Now you were and you were on Rogan like back in the early days of. Rogan, I remember watching that when it was new, and every time you tried to bring up something like 1984 and Orwell or the coming tyranny, Rogan would be like, you're being a downer, man. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, well, you were probably high, so. Yeah. Context, context, contact high. I mean, you can't even be within two inches of Rogan and not be high. Yeah. I'm yeah. generally two inches away from people. You know, I I should have mentioned this to you up front. You know, I used to be best friends with Duncan Trussell. 
No, I didn't know that. Yes, well, I we we were real close until I would I would call him at seven a.m. every day on the every at seven a.m. on the dot. I would call him and and when he would answer the phone, like, "Hey, man," I would just do his voice, like, "Hey, man, how you doing?" Like right back to him, and he right. blocked my number, so I haven't heard from him since. Well, it sounds like Duncan. He's very unreasonable like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'm looking through your IMDb page here. Is there going to be a new season of F is for Family? Or uh, it's I think you have your wires crossed. It's the working titles F is for Fat, and that's the working that's the production title of Fat Sheldon because it's a top secret show. So they had, there's a fake, F is for Fat is the name of the show that they're putting on IMDb while it's in production. So is that Dark Light, people, Dark Light Productions? Dark Light Productions, yeah, it's the same production. Famous for Urkel's House. Urkel's, yeah. Urkel's House, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if anybody out there has been watching Urkel's House. The last episode was pretty great. He had uh, Urkel opened a candy store. Did you see it? He opened a candy store in the mall. And it's he sold candy that tastes bad. Oh yeah, that and that's, that's the. It, did he get thrown it, out of the window of his house in that episode, or out of the window of the mall? Well, I mean that's a stupid question. Okay, he gets thrown through the window in every episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which actually, I was talking to some of the people because I haven't been. I've been so busy shooting Fat Sheldon that uh, I haven't been as hands-on with Urkel's house as I was from the beginning. I mean, I'm still involved, you know, I'm watching the dailies and giving production notes, but I'm not on set. I'm, you know, there's only so many hours in a day. And, uh, I hear that I probably shouldn't get into it because it's kind of gossip, but I guess before TMZ breaks it, the house, cause we actually have, we use an actual house for Urkel's house. It's not a set. I mean, the interior is a set, but the exterior, which we do a lot of exterior shots, it's an actual house in a residential area. And uh, the neighbors, I believe, have successfully gotten a petition through. They got enough signatures to petition the city to um, kick Urkel's house off their block because of all the... Because he gets thrown through the window every episode. And I don't, I don't know... If you're involved in, if you've ever done any TV or film, probably, I'm just going to assume you haven't. Um, there's, you know, what you see on the screen is generally, doesn't just take two hours to shoot a movie. It's months. And same with a TV show. It's, you know, it's a weekly show. Well, I have, I have to correct you there because we did the 24-hour film festival every year in Knoxville. And that is, okay. the goal of that is you start, you film, you you write the script, film it, and shoot it, and have it turned back in within 24 hours. Oh, that's we, a I've festival? The, yeah, so I've done that. So it kind of debunks your whole thing right there. Well, it kind of doesn't debunk my whole thing, because that's not how real movies and TV shows are made. Well, yeah, so I mean, those all the, all, every, point, movie, every film saying. that came out of that turned out pretty badly. So oh, I can imagine. But people um, won awards, so because they got to give the trophy to somebody. Yeah, yeah, and I assume the award is made by the ripoff festival that charges you a hundred dollars to be in or whatever. <laughs> yeah, likely. 
so <clears throat> um, my point is that there's, you know, every episode, everybody loves it when Urkel gets thrown through the window, but that could take mul multiple takes. You know, we have stuntmen and, uh, you know, some nights there's six or seven. We got to do it six or seven times. And that's, I guess, the neighbors who should be appreciative that we're bringing so much business to their area, so much notoriety to their neighborhood. I mean, I, I there are a lot of people in this country who would give their left nut, pardon my French, to have a show, a professional network television show shooting right next to their house. But I guess this neighborhood in particular is full of uh, cunts, pardon my French again, and they would rather, you know, rather just have a boring little suburban neighborhood instead of an exciting being an exciting part of Tinseltown and, you know, bringing lots of jobs to the area, too. We hired a lot of locals. And uh, <clears throat> but I guess, you know, Urkel getting thrown through the window and the windows being replaced because we actually do use we use real windows. A lot of these movies you see. And TV shows, they use what's called breakaway glass. It's actually made of sugar. Uh, and it's uh, it's like prop windows. But we use actual why, bay windows. Is that why uh, Fat Sheldon got so fat? Because he was eating all the breakaway glass? This isn't. They're two different shows. I don't know if you're trying to make a joke, but no. Fat Sheldon I don't is ever, just... I never make I've a lot of people. When they life. get into their 50s, gain some weight. And that's how old Fat Sheldon is. He's 53 years old. And he's just, he's overweight. He's not obese. He's just, you know, about 30 pounds overweight. But he's fat, it's, it's enough overweight to be called Fat Sheldon. And no, he's not eating prop glass. He's eating, you know, he goes, he likes barbecue. He eats regular food, drinks two liters of soda a day. That's well, who, the main problem. Who I does eat with. the prop glass? Somebody's got to eat it, right? It's, I don't know. It's, it's made out probably. of sugar. It's like candy, right? I don't know. I'm not the... I don't make the stuff. I've been told that it's... A name for it is sugar glass. So... And it's supposed to not cut you when you get thrown through it. But that's not... I don't know much about it because we don't use it. We use actual... We go... For Urkel's house, we go to... A Home Depot or Lowe's and we buy actual bay windows. And that's what Urkel gets thrown through. But I don't know why, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know. Does that answer your questions? Is that it for the show? Didn't answer, didn't answer any of my questions, but I, I know okay. you're, you're a Hollywood guy, so you're, like, obviously fairly wealthy, and you get the adrenochrome and all that, I'm sure. Um, but I'm, I'm looking at your, your Patreon, which is available at pissyourshit.com. You have 560 patrons, which I encourage more people to become one of one of the patrons, like I am. Uh, now, that's we, we did the math. 560 patrons at five dollars a month—that's 560 million dollars a month. So you're doing pretty well. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, is it, yeah, five. Let's see, five, five hundred six, five, five hundred sixty times five. That's five hundred sixty million. Yeah. So, like, do you do you get into the meetings? I know Duncan does, but do you get into the meetings with like the rich Hollywood liberal elite, the lizards, and all that? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. 
we can talk about this off air. That's right, we we can talk about this off air. That's okay. Um. Yeah, that's that's fine. Okay. Um. I so I didn't mean to bring up a, a sensitive subject. No, I don't care. I'm just curious why I'm here. Well, I don't know. Like you called I don't me, know. didn't you? you? Email me. You emailed me. You called it. me. All right. Well, I'm gonna get going then. Okay. <laughs> can we uh, can we call T-Mobile real quick? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, I have see my co-host Noah is works at the T-Mobile store, and okay. so I'm wondering if because he'll recognize my voice, but you could uh, you could probably ask him how to remove a 5G chip from his brain, right? Like if they do uh, 5G chip removals. They probably do that, right? I don't know. <clears throat> is this is this who we're calling? Is your friend Noah? <laughs> well, he's 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 going to be here later in the night. But see, he's still okay. stuck at work, so I kind of want to fuck with him. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. We'll work it out. I hope this is the right store. I've never called a team. Have you ever called a T-Mobile? Um, I currently am a T-Mobile subscriber. You actually remind me I have to pay my phone bill. Will this get you in trouble? Will calling T-Mobile get you in trouble with T-Mobile? I, you know, I hope not. I've been a loyal customer for so long. I love T-Mobile. You're calling T-Mobile on Highway. This is Noah. How can I help you? Hey, uh, I have a problem with my phone. Can you hear me? What's going on? I have a problem with my fucking phone. Gotcha. What's going phone, on, man? My, my phone's fucked up. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. Is you have that any questions something? or anything like that? Is, or is that it? Well, I call, I talked to. They said I called the. What's the fucking number? Six one one. Is that the number? That they That's tell you to call. Service number, absolutely. Yeah, they told me to call the fucking store and talk to you assholes where I bought the phone. All right, man. I'm I'm not going to help anybody out who's just going to swear at me and cut hey, me out. Hey, what are you talking about? Noah, I'm not calling you easy, anything. Noah, come on now. And now this is the problem. problem. There's here. a guy. I have a fucking guy on my phone. There's man, he's I'm, listening I'm, I'm to everyone. Sorry, that's just not the way. Listen it works. to this asshole. Listen to him though. I know this, see, this guy. Noah's over here just wondering what. Like, oh, I can just like figure out cell phone. <laughs> he didn't even know it was me. <laughs> what an asshole. Yeah. What an asshole! Wow, that didn't work as well as I thought it would. He's not I'm very a, good at customer service. What a bad... Yeah. Should I call him back? Yeah, call him back. <laughs> I can't believe he... First of all, I'm surprised he didn't recognize it was you. And second of all, I'm surprised that he was that upset. This guy, he's... Well, I'm not going to advocate well, for him getting fired. <laughs> I can't blame him for anything that happened there. <laughs> uh, I wonder if they'll probably see this this, this number call. We have a new phone line set up, so he wouldn't even know what number this is anyway. All right, we're going <laughs> to... I'm actually just amazed that he was, of all the people there, was the one that picked up, too. Yeah. All right. Oh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, well, that's... Uh, he's going to okay, feel real bad. A, when um... I, he's going to feel real bad when I play this for him later, and he's going to be like, man... I feel real bad, but well, I think uh, I think we just hide the number. 
I don't know how to do that. I can try two calling one more six, time. Seven. Start. You can do that with Google Voice? Okay. I don't know. I could try. Do you put a space after the six seven? I I don't know. I mean, no, I've never done. So. I've the, we set up the calls specifically for this episode, so I don't know what I'm doing. We'll try this one more time, and then I do actually have some serious, more serious stuff to, that I do want to talk okay. to you about. Hey, work. Can't just not answer the phone. It's bad customer service. Let's see if I can. Uh... <clears throat> They're just going to let it ring. He's probably working there, but oh, you know what? Let it keep ringing, and let me see if I can call from. I'll call from a number here. Let me see if I can do that. Um, it didn't work. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. I just, he's probably. Well, you know what? Here, let's see. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe he got. I can't believe he hung up like that. That's crazy. Okay, Good thing what's I don't, number? I'm glad. I'm just glad I don't fucking shop with T-Mobile. I'll believe this what's out the later. Uh, the number is. Okay. Maybe you can see if you can. Okay, so now here's what you should do: call him from. Because I assume they have more than one line there, right? I won't get a busy. I... Here's what I'm saying. Call him from the original number again, and then I'll call him so he knows that that's not so that it's someone else. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Hi, is this T-Mobile? Oh, my God. Here, wait. It's ringing He's on to us, man. He's fucking on to us. I mean, if this, I just wanted him, I just wanted. I don't know why Noah sounds like a little bitch. He kind of be, is being a little bitch. He's like, oh, I have a family and wife and kids I have to feed. I got to, can't get cussed out on, on Doesn't the phone. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I wasn't cussed. I wasn't even swearing at him. Yeah. You're just talking about your fucking phone and shit. Yeah. Hi there. Who, who's this? Gary? Oh, Garrett. I have my step, uh. I have an uncle named Gary. I thought, yeah, I'm looking for, I have a problem with my phone line that I got from you guys. Well, there's some guy, listen, I don't know if it'll happen on here because I'm calling from the phone and there's a, it crosses lines or something. There's a guy's voice on the there's line. A, there's a guy that works there named Noah who, who told you that they See, do? See, there 5G. you go. There, there he is. They do five G chip removal, and you just tell them that Noah said that they could How remove five G five G chip right. from your brain. All right, there go there. That's it. <laughs> that's done. Yeah. Well, uh, don't, 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 uh, 
don't shop with T-Mobile. Uh, that's the moral of this story. Now, uh, uh, I mean, I think they're acting like reasonable people, to be honest. See, no. I can't get angry at people. I can. Especially when that's my best friend since we were like 10 years old and he won't even stay on the line. That's not good. But anyway, uh, we've, we, we don't, we've burned enough time with T-Mobile. I do actually have some, um, some, like, I, I was reading the IMDB page of Bill Burr just to be an asshole earlier, but I've, uh-huh. I have followed your work for a long time. I was super happy. Hey, can happy. you hear that? What is, hey, hi. Are you, I'm sorry. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Um, this is Red Lobster. This is the, yeah, that's the, I just started working there. Um, and today's my first day. I'm supposed to come in, but I'm sick. I got COVID. I'm, I'm only hearing you, not the it's, call. It's Noah. Oh, you don't hear me? Noah? My name's Noah. Hey, what the hell's Have wrong with this internet? COVID? It's slow. What the f*** is this? Dial up? Can you hear, can you hear this other guy? All right. Well, if you can't hear the call, then there's no point. Yeah, it's just hearing you talk. Just uh, okay. It's, it's okay. We 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 gave it our darndest. Um, I mean, if T-Mobile, if Noah's gonna be at work, I'll I'll pl- I'll probably play this for him later in the day when he gets off work and joins the hundredth episode stream, and then he's gonna feel like a real jerk that he hung up on the B man. But, um, anyways, so no, I I like I said, I was. I was just being a dick reading the Bill Burr IMDb page, but I've, I, uh, I've, what if, like, what, if, what have you, besides the podcast, what do you have going on? Because I've loved everything you've done and you're the best guest on Duncan Trussell's podcast, that sorry sack of shit. So really? what, what can we expect from the B man in the future besides the best podcast, the funniest podcast, at least in the world? Well, I'm trying to just do the podcast and, uh, I'd like to achieve Tim Dillon level numbers. Um, that's not happening. I don't know what I need to do. But hopefully, I, I don't know. I mean, if, if this goes well, you'll at least get one or two more Patreon subscribers. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. World Record Podcast. Just go to worldrecordpodcast.com. You can and the redirects I just got for it, pissyourshit.com, goes straight to the Patreon. Goes to the Patreon. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, but the world record podcast or just world record podcast.com has, uh, that has like links to the Patreon and, and all that stuff in the video. And there's videos I post, uh, there's a video page. Either way, I mean, the podcast we're doing is, I think it's unique in the sense that, um, I mean, number one, I stand behind, you know, you, you listen to any comedy podcast. They're not funny. They're just, comedians talking to each other about shit and which is fine if you want to hear your favorite comedian talk to somebody but uh you know we're doing a pretty silly podcast i you know we try to make it funny and um you know it's not very i think i have to, we have to start planning a little more but uh have more like segmented things but we do the the I've never, most recent I've, this episode. is the only podcast that i've listened to where i've actually been physically in tears listening and and the That's video good to hear. is even sometimes better but yeah it's like well, the, obdm is a close second but yeah the world record man like 
I'll be I'll be have my earbud in at work and listening, and I look like an insane person because I'll be just like tears rolling down my face. I'm holding and laughing so hard. So you guys are keep doing what you're fucking doing. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, the last episode we got, I put an ad on Craigslist looking for a guest, and we got this uh, singer lady named Anna Storm, who frankly was like, you know, it's a good episode. It's I was kind of, because when you put a Craigslist ad looking for a guest for your podcast, you put a Craigslist ad out yeah. at 11 o'clock at night, you assume that i was kind of hoping for some more batshit crazy people replies and she's not she doesn't appear to be batshit crazy but it's a fun funny episode because it's also kind of dipping into a different world like i'm not just like a world i'm not familiar with like a club kind of scene whatever she makes like dance music so Um, which if they're fans of the bone zone podcast, which was the first one that I did, um, there was, we had some episodes, we were dealing with a woman named Bleona, who was a similar type of, uh, entertainer. Uh, but either way, the, the, the videos, I, you know, I mean, we're basically making a TV show. I don't know. It's the videos are, I think the videos are great. There's a guy named Matt Kane who has a funny podcast too called Here View Hotel and he does the uh does all the video editing cuz people were telling us to make that we need to do video when you have a podcast now that everybody does video <laughs> but I didn't want to just make video of people sitting at a fucking table talking into microphones like what's the point no like and, half, not half the humor cuz the like just listening which I mostly do is great but the video aspect definitely adds some like hard laughs like deep belly laughs like some of the shit that's going on uh i don't i mean i don't want to blow smoke up your ass too hard but yeah it's it's been a huge source of joy for me the world record podcast has and it's funny that you bring up uh tim dylan because like and granted this is because i am very um partial to conspiracy theory type topics and but yeah. for me, it was you, Tim Dillon, and Trevor Moore were the top three comics working today of this era. And, and, and no bullshit. Like, the three of you were fantastic. So with what happened with Trevor Moore the other day, that's like the first celebrity death that really fucking bummed me out. Who was calling? Oh, yeah. Should we take this call? me? Sure. I, uh, caller, you're on the air. Oh, hello. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Um... How's it going? Who is this? Uh, this is this is Carolyn. Who am I speaking with? This is uh, Beeman. Um, oh, are you from T-Mobile? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Calling, what, what, what's what's the issue? How can I help you? I have a problem. I don't know what your attitude is, um, but I have a problem with my fucking phone over here, and I've been trying to get through to you assholes, and this some guy keeps hanging up on me. Noah. And I'm just trying to... That's oh, no. the problem. There's. I'm getting oh, other no. calls on my line. Yeah. There's another guy... Oh. When I'm on my line, when I'm talking... There's other, I hear other people and it's pissing me off and I'm trying to get some help. I called 611. They said, no, call, uh, the goddamn store that you bought the goddamn phone at. And now I'm trying to call you guys and I got this one, uh, needle dick hung up on me 
and then some other panty. Oh, we don't like needle started... dicks here. No. Okay. Well, I don't know what the deal. Can you help me though? I guess is the point. Oh, um, have have you tried yelling at the phone or turning it on and off? What are you? What are you? Cop? Oh, are you doing a comedy special now? Okay. What was your name again? Um, what what is your name? Guy. Amy Schumer. Am I talking to Amy Schumer? That's great. Okay. Yeah. Let me I'm hear some of your stand-up than routine. Amy Schumer, sir. Oh, let me hear your stand-up routine funnier. then. No, I'm much No, go ahead, go ahead. keep keep being Excellent. funny. Keep being funny. Let me hear. Let me hear what you got. Because I paid a lot of money for this stupid piece of shit phone, and you guys, and you I got some dickhead. It could have been haunted. I, yeah, maybe. Well, that's what I'm trying to find out. <laughs> Dumbass. I know your mustache is cool. <laughs> Does this guy have a cool mustache? And what about Big Boom? I don't know what the fuck big that is. Boom. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Baby, want me? This isn't. I'm not doing that shit. I'm not fucking doing that shit. Belly. I'm not doing that shit. Is what I'm trying to tell you. And I'm glad you think it's his fucking phone, funny. His phone. His phone. I think has, it's fucking hilarious. The wires are. Yeah. Crazy. Well, it's not fucking funny because guess what? I have. I have, about I have COVID. Boom. And my kids, it's the she, only way to talk to my kids while I'm in a she, COVID war. I don't think she's heard of COVID. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. A lot, is, my, is my situation. A lot of people haven't heard of COVID. No. Who's this fucking guy on my phone? COVID. <laughs> no, my boyfriend's in the army, honey. Thank you, though, sweetie. But my boyfriend's in the army protecting your fucking freedom to be a bitch on the phone to your customers. I think she I think you made her cry. You made the T Mobile lady cry. So what are we gonna do here? Do I bring the phone in and get a fucking full have refund you from you people? Have, How about have you I stuck the phone up your ass? Have you stuck oh, it Jesus. up your ass? Okay, I need to speak to a manager. <laughs> you you're the, you are speaking to the manager, sweetie. Oh, really? You're a manager, yeah. sweetie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what do you yeah, manage? Sweetie. What do you manage? Oh, oh. Wearing a fucking diaper oh, oh. and shitting in your pants, <laughs> drinking your own piss, which actually is healthy. I don't know if I don't know if you're familiar with urine therapy. You, you drink but, your own. Hey, yeah, listen to me. I don't know if you're familiar with urine therapy, but it's actually... Ma'am? Ma'am? Urine therapy is actually the answer to curing COVID. Okay? Okay, tell me. What is all this stuff? Speak for yourself. I think I think you've driven her into hysterics. We're gonna let her go. All right. That was. Well, I think like, we're I done here. You even I treated think... a T-Mobile caller. Or... No, you know what? I think we're done here. I don't know who this fucking guy is, but I'm gonna go to Verizon. So you be sure to tell the home office that you just lost a customer today, sweetheart. I I already hung up on her. I'm sorry. Oh. No, no, that's okay. That was well. We. Anyway. What, what, that's uh, the worst is when somebody's trying to be funny. <laughs> When they're trying to be That's, funny? Yeah, when they're trying to be funny. Yeah. Like Biden. My butt's been wiped. Everybody's made the my butt's been wiped joke. It's hack. Um, no, I, so, so I, no I, I, I meant what I said earlier, though. It's like you, Tim Dillon, and Trevor Moore were my top three. 
and Trevor Moore was like the biggest, the first like punch to the gut celebrity death that really fucking hurt. So, I mean, I, nobody knows really what happened, but man, just promise me you will not die in a suspicious accident because I don't know if I could take it. Yeah, I don't know how much is public about it right now. Um, what? Yeah, they... don't, don't say anything that's not already out. If you know anything, don't say anything. What's already out? Have they said how he died? Unexpected accident. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I didn't know him. Um, I mean, I'm sure we've crossed paths before, but I don't, I, you know, I know a couple of those other, uh, whitest kids, you know, guys, but not, not well. Um, I have a lot of friends who are, I have a, yeah, a handful of friends who are really tight with them, it seems. And, you know, he has a little kid and everything. Uh, I don't, I mean, yeah. there's people saying that it was foul play be just because he's a conspiracy comedian, but like, I don't buy Is don't he a conspiracy so. comedian? I don't really um, know what. He was, he had on Comedy Central, he had like kitty history, like talked about the Bushes and Israel doing 9-11. He had moon landing stuff. He had a lot of 9-11 stuff in his bits. Um, Illuminati. Uh, huh. he had a whole, like, uh, I mean, Baphomet I don't worship know. in the music industry. So like. He was like Sam yeah. Tripoli, but actually funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, you know, I mean, I, I know what happened and I don't, but yeah, it's, don't, I don't know I don't the need uh, to hear details yeah. of, um, cause I had stuff on, like, you know, people were pointing to some, uh, tweets. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I'm not one to just, you know, to just dismiss any type of conspiracy. I think. I, I don't want to talk. I don't. I you know what? I don't know the guy. I don't know. Yeah, his, it's been his family. I, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to get stuff, into details as a, much uh, as just say that like I respect yeah. him and you and Dylan so much that like literally my trinity of current comedians. So all I was asking is just promise you're not going to get suicided. Mr. Well, I, don't, Mr. I mean I, that's not really out of my control, or that's not really in my that's oh. that's kind of out of my control. If somebody wants to uh, kill me, I I kind of figure that I'm enough under the radar and also well you were on Marin so I mean they they know who you are they'll come find you yeah I, I don't think I'm saying anything that controversial <laughs> and frankly I, I, I think that it's uh, I think that uh, what's the point honestly right now like I, I just, there's no there's no point in really going against uh, any type of narrative that's being pushed right now. You know, I mean, I have a family. So I you're black-pilled, do you uh, think it's hopeless, kind of? At this point, I mean, nobody, you know, with the exception of, I, I, I just don't, like, let's say, you know, let's say Tom Hanks comes on TV or something and says, hey, you know what? Like, I mean, people are right to be suspicious of yeah, like, I mean, if Tom Hanks just said, hey, everybody chill out with, like, this anti-vaxxer, pro-vaxxer bullshit. Like, people, I think it's reasonable for people to be a little suspicious of two of the most untrustworthy entities in the world pushing something as hard as they are, which yeah. is the pharmaceutical Well, company. we played a clip before you came on of Chet. The uh, Tom Hanks' son, Chet Hanks, who's a rapper. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. I didn't watch the clip, but I see people are people are fucking owning him. Yeah, because I mean, he, it's he, like everybody's operating like, on. Uh, don't you like if if you're scared, get the vaccine and wear a mask. Don't make me do it, and that's somehow controversial. 
Well, that's and that's what should be. That's that's what should be um, concerning to people is that when you know any type of reasonable discussion is just shot and shouted down immediately. That is, uh, that's that's concerning, and you know I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm not getting into any kind of like, you know, I don't want to talk about COVID or vaccines, but it's, you know, I, it's not, it's people have the right to ask questions and, and have their own beliefs about things. No, and, no, uh, nobody, no, put them in the gulag. Anybody that asks questions. Well, you know, I mean, we'll see where we're headed. You know, I mean, I have two little kids and I worry about what the future holds. Yeah, I got my uh, first one on the way and I'm right there with you there. What's your uh, yes. what's your favorite? What's your favorite conspiracy? Because you've been on Tinfoil Hat with Tripoli and a bunch of stuff. And when you were on Joe Rogan and stuff like you brought up 9-11 a bunch and stuff. But like, what's a conspiracy that's not like depressing, but that's like a fun conspiracy that you believe in? A fun conspiracy? Yeah, like a one that's like not offensive, I guess, or or maybe one that is like j- maybe just your favorite one. But. I mean, I don't, I, I I don't think I have like like a favorite. You know, I mean, what's a favorite conspiracy? I mean, that's that's kind of treating. I mean, I I like to be informed about things. I mean, obviously, I mean, I I don't know if I'd say that it's a favorite one, but you know, like. September 11th has so many holes in the fucking plot of what is accepted mm-hmm. that I find, you know, interesting. And the thing with any type of conspiracy, that's what I find, you know, I mean, this is, this is the same thing they did with 9-11, with that, that's happening with all this COVID stuff and vaccine stuff is like immediately come up with slogans. I, I, I think, um, what's his face? Who's that real smart motherfucker? Uh, Guy, uh, uh, Dr. Fauci? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fauci, he's a fucking yeah. genius. I mean, you got to trust the guy who's been in the U.S. government for 40 years. I mean, he's he's got to be a, a fucking trustworthy, smart person like Henry Kissinger or some, some other great... You do not uh, know person. what you are talking about, quite frankly. Uh, and I want to say that officially. You do yeah. not know what you are talking about. Uh, who's that guy? Uh, uh, manufacturing consent guy. Uh... uh well, I guess I'll just Google it. Beats me. Um, uh, you know, he's I've kind of been a little bit. Um, I mean, manufacturing consent might be the uh, the thing that I'm talking about. Noam Chomsky. That's, oh, yeah. That's yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he he kind of broke it all down, too, with, like, you know, a good way to just kind of, like, cover all this shit up is to, uh, oh, I think someone's here. Uh but yeah, just come up with slogans like "support the troops" and shit, and uh, you know, all, all this, all this stuff that's going on with uh, all this COVID shit now too is kind of following the same playbook. Yeah, well, it's it's uh, <laughs> I I don't think I think it's I think if we give in an inch to these people that are wanting all these mandates and stuff, then we're definitely gonna lose the battle for freedom. So. Uh, at a certain point, well, it's already it's, done. People are like begging to be thrown into. Do you think? Camp. But don't you think this this last year or two has really uh, 
for lack of a better phrase, red-pilled enough people that something's bound to change? I don't know. <laughs> well, they got millions of people in the street uh, in in countries across the world, so hopefully something will happen, or otherwise we're all going to be China. But yeah, man, yeah. Um, it sounds like well, you got somebody really there, so I can on the news. we can wind it down here. And I have, uh, yeah, what else? There was something else you brought up earlier, but, uh, oh, what was that other podcast you said? OBDM or something? What is that? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Midnight Mike. Um, they, they, do, uh, they do like what this podcast was trying to be, and then I found them, and uh, they just do what I was trying to do better. But, yeah, they, uh, they got recently banned off of YouTubes and stuff, but they, they're really good. They're uh, current events, news, conspiracy Everything from Bigfoot to COVID and stuff, and oh, nice! But yeah, they're uh, oh. they got they do a uh, a lot of the Alex Jones drops. I know I'm your mustache is cool. Show them my belly. You've adapted to the job. But, uh, I was born to yeah, the dark uh, Batman. Well, just everybody out there, if you have any questions, Instagram is kind of the go-to place to get all your uh, COVID and vaccine information. Uh, they have a great resource yes. center, and it's great because you can you know you get all your vaccine information and covid information and then you can watch you know ladies twerk and uh you know guys fall off of like awnings and land on poles that go up their ass or whatever you don't have to get into specifics with but it is the most trusted medical resource center in the globe instagram yeah yeah every time i tweet something they'll they'll direct you right to the cdc website which makes it really efficient and once you get your vaccine make sure you did what a lot of my idiot friends did and make sure you post that vaccine card yeah, well, front you center on your Instagram page. Now you, you, you don't do have to answer this question count. or definitely not specifically, but okay. when you kind of mock this kind of shit, like COVID or even like before uh-huh. pre COVID conspiracy stuff, do like a lot of your uh, fellow comedian friends, like I know like people like Patton Oswalt wouldn't handle it, but do a lot of people just fucking get pissed yeah, off fuck at that Patton shit? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of my one of the friends of this show tweeted a picture of uh, of Patton's wife's book and said like support local businesses because it was at a bookstore and at the bottom uh-huh. he put Patton killed his wife and Patton obviously didn't open it because he retweeted it and it's still up there on Patton's page. Oh, that's so crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I, I actually, yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, fuck Patton Oswalt. Kind he of sucks, but thing, no, but but I don't he, really uh, like him that much. He's been an asshole to me in the past, and I know he's been an asshole to other people. He is an asshole. But no, I, I guess and, uh, like my friend here called him just called him Fat and Oswald, which I don't really condone. Can you put that customer and on the line? You, that customer you're with, Brent? I could put the guy on the. Hold on, let me take. I'm gonna have to take my uh, headphones out though. Take your uh, Can you still hear me or no? Yeah, I'll probably get some you. echo back, but that's okay. This is uh, the this is Johnny Ryan. Who said the, uh, he just called Pat Oswald Fat Oswald. Pat Oswald. I didn't say that. And this guy, he draws pictures of dicks for a living. I don't make a living. <laughs> You've adapted to the dog. I was born to the dog, Batman. Yeah, so, um, are, are you still spreading COVID awareness, Brennan? Like the uh, COVID strong and all that? Yeah, I actually was thinking about that on um, my ride here. I, I need to start making money on this stuff. So, yeah, it's a three-minute drive. One minute, three minutes it takes me to drive here. 
So I was thinking about it a lot in those three minutes, and I think I need to do a Kickstarter. I need to start uh, uh, making some money off of all this stuff that I do. So COVID Strong is going to be a fundraiser to spread COVID awareness. Well, it's important because a lot of people still haven't heard about it. I know. There's a lot of, it's a reach, it's, I'm going to reach out to people and hopefully, you know, get up to the level of Instagram for medical advice. The, now, am I, am I mistaken? Because it's one of my favorite shows that have come out in the last five years. Were you uh, one of the writers on Midnight Gospel or am I getting that wrong? Yeah, no, I did uh, an episode of that. Basically. Oh, never mind. Oh, you did Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was. I worked on that. Dude, that show was fucking awesome. Yeah, it's a good show. I don't think he's going to get another uh, season because they had to divert the funds to BoJack Horseman, no. which is you heard it here first. Heard it here first, folks. No new season of Midnight Gospel. That's sad. Oh, uh, that's the open doors and shit. Your little Johnny's got a thing to open doors. And which which called? Johnny? Which which Johnny is this? What'd you say his name is? Johnny Ryan. Johnny Ryan. Yeah, you wouldn't know him. I probably do. I know everybody. Yeah, you, you have. You know him. Does he work at T-Mobile? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look uh, up Johnny's drawings on uh, Instagram or whatever. You you know who he is. Look up Pornhub. Look up Pornhub.com. Pornhub.com. Johnny what? Pornhub awareness. He spreads Pornhub awareness. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go. We got a Hollywood. Uh, we have a big Hollywood meeting scheduled. Oh yeah. Well, uh, tell the lizards I said hi. I will. Yeah, we're gonna drink Adrenochrome. I know. I, kn- I knew it. You said you denied it, but now I, I knew it. Oops, that was a. Tell, hey, step. tell uh, uh, you have a good one, and tell Jimmy Kimmel he can suck one. Okay, I'll try to get in touch with them. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thanks again, Mr. B-Man. Everybody subscribe to the World Record Podcast. Please do. How many listeners do you have? Are they all in the room with you? I don't know. We we got 22 people in the chat room right now, so I don't know. Well, that's just the live show. So, uh, and uh, the, the chat room has been complaining about their your audio quality, but I will assure them that you are mic'd with a real microphone uh, on well, the World Record Podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. My podcast is, is all professional. Oh, last question. How did you steal Aaron from Sam Tripoli? I, I didn't steal him. He just works there. At it's All the Things Comedy? Studio. Yeah. Oh. Um, all right. I'll see you. Can I get a fuck Bill Burr? Uh, no, no. I'm not going to. I don't want to say that. Oh, but you said it like 10 times already. I know. Yeah, we got in trouble. <laughs> Bill Burr like came down to the office. At me at a party at a kid's birthday party. Fuck Bill Burr. Fuck Bill ice Burr. cream, ice cream, ice cream cone. <laughs> All right, I'll let you go. Thanks again for hanging. World record podcast. <laughs> the lighter side of fucking Gabe Burr. <laughs> Fuck Bill Burr. All right, man. Have a good uh, rest of your episode. Will do. Thanks again. I'll see you. Mr. Brandon Walsh, everybody. Well, the chat room hated that, but I thought it was great because that's one of my longtime favorite comedians. And uh, the chat room can suck one. How about that? His audio quality is pretty bad, but hey, what are you going to do?
Uh, all right. <clears throat> now it seems like as good a time as any to play this and take a break. Rob Dew got COVID, and he wanted this to be heard. So abs in a six-pack exclusive Rob Dew of InfoWars. Here we go. Still struggling to breathe from time to time. <clears throat> the breath of life is very precious. That is why it's under attack. So I've got a story I'm going to tell you. That is just one part of a larger tale of me versus the COVID-19 bioweapon. <clears throat> I may cough a little from time to time because I'm still feeling the after effects. But this has got a lot of, I feel, lessons in it. Some are esoteric, some are spiritual, some are informative, some are medical. But I think this really sums up what we're up against and how we need to attack it from here on out. <clears throat> so... On the 30th of July is when I actually tested positive for COVID-19 using a uh, little take-home test from CVS. First, I got really scared because I had been not feeling well for the previous six days. I was thinking it was just a little cold or, or something. <clears throat> but I wasn't expecting that positive test, and it was a very, very, very positive line on the test. There was no mistaking the results. But before we continue from that point on, we need to go back to the 24th when my team and I arrived in Lake Tahoe. And during this time, there was a fire to the south. So the air quality wasn't that good. We got in, unpacked, went and had dinner. Everything was good and everything was normal. I got tasked to go pick up one of the mothers at the airport in Reno. So we went and made that journey. Finally get her back. And I drive the half hour up to my place where I was staying at a different Airbnb with the security guy. And during this drive... I started not to feel good. I started getting very anxious. Like I just wanted to get there really quickly and I couldn't get there fast enough. I finally get in. It's a multi-level flight step going up and down. This is a house right on right on the mountainside of the 
north end of Lake Tahoe called Incline Village. It also seemed to be where the smoke had sort of started piling up, coming from the south, getting stuck on the mountains right there at the north. So right when I got to the location, I started feeling cedar fever type symptoms. It's low grade fever, kind of achy. I didn't think much of it. In fact, I had two beers that night. And then right before I went to bed, I started wrapping myself up going, oh man, I've got a bit of a fever here. That's okay, I've come prepared. Pulled out my vitamin C powder. <clears throat> made a very hefty concoction. Wrapped myself up in blankets and proceeded to sleep off that fever. Next day I woke up, I'd beaten the fever, but I still wasn't feeling 100%. We did a little work that day, and then we went back, eventually back to the same place. One thing I forgot to mention is there's not no air conditioning at this Airbnb, so you had to leave the doors and windows open. But by doing that, you're leaving yourself open to the particulate. And you're at 6,700 feet above sea level. So you had two things working against your breath right there. The next day we decided we were going to get a hotel in town because <clears throat> we couldn't take the breathing of that air anymore. We happened to go out on a boat that day. I was so worn down, I actually took a nap before we journeyed out on the boat. It was a nice day. It was clear where we were at. We're on the southern part of the of the water. Did some swimming. Didn't feel 100%, but also didn't feel like it was that out of the ordinary considering the circumstances. So we had a good day. Uh, and I slept on the boat on the way back in. Then that night we got a hotel. Had the best sleep of my night because I just turned on that air conditioner and let it roll. Now we're getting into Tuesday morning. Still not feeling good, but feeling better because I got a night's sleep. And now my boss, he understood the situation I was in. He wasn't pushing me too hard. But he also recognized that when you're in these conditions, you can't just lay there like a slug. You've got to get a little bit of movement in. So he was very cognizant of keeping me moving just a little bit, <clears throat> but letting me rest as well. And I got to thank him for that because I think just that movement kept my body going. 
Now, Wednesday took a turn for the worse. I took the whole day off and basically just camped out in my room. My body was getting achier. I was coughing more. I was weak. Little fever started to crop up. Things were definitely taking a turn for the worse. I wasn't able to sleep very well. I was having bad dreams. I was being woken up in the middle of the night with visions. And it was just a continual process of downgrading. Thursday morning, actually Wednesday night, I went and bought the test, but I didn't take it. Wanted to see how I'd end up Thursday morning. Thursday morning arrived. Sometime in the afternoon, I took that test. And that big line showed up. Says I was positive. And at that point, I knew I had it. Because I could feel it. I could feel it attacking my breath, my energy, my spirit. And I made one text to my friend Dale Bigtree. And I said, Who's the guy that prescribes the budesidide? I need help. Within 10 minutes, he'd given me the number of Richard Bartlett, Dr. Richard Bartlett, who's out of Odessa, Texas. Gave me his home phone number. He said, call him and tell him you're my friend. He will help you. So I called Dr. Bartlett. We spoke for a good 15 minutes on the phone. He said he could help me with an early treatment regimen, but that I had to stick to it. He said because he had a 100% success rate with helping people. I repeat that again. 100% success rate with helping people. He had not lost a patient using his early treatment protocol. So we were racing to try to get the medicine on Thursday night for the pharmacies closed. So we found a pharmacy that had a nebulizer because one of the things you need with one of the drugs is to nebulize it, to breathe it in, to go right to the source. Now, this place is about to close. So I raced ahead. He told me, get in the car now. Go. You have to have this. I got in the car, made my way down there, called him up, prepaid, and asked him to please wait or just set it outside. But I needed that device for tomorrow or for that hot night. I thought I was still getting my prescriptions that night. I finally pull up about 10 minutes after they closed. And uh, this lady's husband was standing outside the car saying, Hey, 
You need the nebulizer. I said, yes, sir. Thank you for waiting. And these were nice working class people. Immediately pulled out a 20 out of my pocket. Told him thank you from the bottom of my heart. I grabbed that nebulizer. Then I raced to the Rite Aid. They were closing at 6. And it was about 5.30. Get to the Rite Aid. Pharmacist tells me she's not going to be done with this till tomorrow. Told her, please, I need it tonight. I'm in dire straits. I need help. She said, sorry, come back first thing in the morning. So what time do you open? They go 10 a.m. It's a long time to wait. So I'm driving back to the hotel room. It's Thursday. And I'm feeling an impending doom. It's not feeling right right now, even though the medicine's almost there. I got in my room. Things started to take a turn for the worse, big time. I started having... Don't want to be gross, but... Pretty hardcore diarrhea. So I was running between the bathroom and the shower, trying to keep myself clean. I felt like I needed to throw up. I was nauseous. It had really just taken a turn for the worse. And all I wanted to do was go to sleep so I could wake up and get my treatment the next day. I was finally able to lie down. Drift off into sleep. I was hoping I'd wake up and it'd be the next morning. But that wasn't the case. I started hearing terrible sounds and voices in my head. I started to see things. Turn to my left. It would be like looking in another dimension. I turned to the right and see something else. I felt like the sheets had started to wrap around my face and were trying to strangle me. I felt like I was being attacked. I want to go back just one second, back to Saturday night after dinner. We were leaving the restaurant, and I was going to go from the airport there. Anyway, a few people had recognized my boss, and I was one of the last ones out coming out from the bathroom. The guy said, Hey, you work for Alex Jones. I said, yeah, sure. And he stuck out his hand and handed me something. He said, this is for him. And I didn't think much of it. I just stuck it in my pocket. People always give him little pieces of art and things like that. That thing had been sitting in my pocket since that Saturday.
So now I'm back to being in bed, being attacked by some sort of entity. I'm rolling around. And I know I needed music. And I use these little MP3 players to put my music on. So I'm not beholden to Bluetooth or or uh, Wi-Fi. I have my music. I can listen to it when I want. And I knew I needed music at that time. I needed the help. I needed the support. I'm running around, going through my shorts, looking for the little player with my headphones. Because I hadn't used it in a few days. Everything was dark. I was stumbling around. I finally found a pair of shorts. Happened to be the same shorts that I wore on Saturday. I reached inside. Felt the MP3 player wrapped up in the headphones. And as I pulled it out, there was something else with it. It was that gift that person had sent me, given to me on Saturday, previous Saturday. Now, here's where it gets a little weird. I unwrapped it, and it was psilocybin mushrooms. And I really looked at myself internally and said, is this a sign? What is going on here? Why are these coming to me right now at this moment? And to understand my relationship with psilocybin, I could take you back to 2008. I was on an island, St. Martin. It was our second day there, and I caught some sort of virus some sort of Caribbean virus. Laid up in bed all day. Couldn't move. Just tossed and turned from side to side. Prayed that it would end. Then the next day, being younger, happened to have mushrooms on me then. Well, I took those mushrooms. And I was able to leave my apartment and walked down with my wife down to the beach. And we sat, and I listened to the waves communicating to me, telling me everything was going to be all right, passing knowledge on through the vibration of their water. It's very, very spiritual. And the next day I was 100%. So this is not something I took lightly but it is something that has happened to me in the past. And at the moment of being under attack, I said, why not? Can't hurt. Let's roll the dice and see what happens. So I took those mushrooms. And I began fumbling around with my MP3 player trying to get some music. During this time, the text ramped up. I could feel the entity in the room. I could almost start seeing its aura as it moved about, sort of wraith-like, a dark green energy. I couldn't get the music. I couldn't get it working. 
songs weren't right. Just when I thought I was about to falter, I heard the song start up. It's China Cat Sunflower by the Grateful Dead. At that moment, I felt a wall of energy behind me. As my brother, my American brother, Jerry Garcia, started to sing, he started to hold me up. I felt his golden wings spread. I was able to stand on my own. Others came behind him. Others were there to support me. It was an amazing moment. The band was clicking. All the right power was there for me. And with that, we began to stare down the apparition, moving it about the room. As we were many, and it was only one lousy Chinese bioweapon. Couldn't stand up to us. We moved it around the room for several songs. Finally, I got it near the door. I walked up to that door and I said, Leave now or we're going to destroy you forever. And I opened that door. And suddenly, the darkness and the heaviness lifted. And everything got very quiet and peaceful. And slowly I started hearing angelic sounds and voices, angelic voices, explaining the nature of matter and energy and sound and how it all combines together and is infinitely building things and infinitely tearing them down and infinitely building overlays over top of it. And it was amazing hearing this. It was just like knowledge download. And then I started seeing little circles being cut in the air around me. And inside these circles was a light dot bit of a gear, like an elbow, and then it connected to a dark dot. And the entities were explaining that these were different moments in my life. And the light represented different birthdays, and the dark dot represented something that was a result of that. But they said, you can't grab them, you just have to run into them. And at one point they informed me I ran into my fifth birthday. And I was learning all these lessons. And I was feeling uplifted. My stress levels were leaving. And I felt very empowered. That my spirits and my fellow Americans were standing up with me. To help me make it to the next day. I was able to settle into a beautiful sleep, a very peaceful sleep. 
The next day I woke up about nine o'clock. I went and got my <clears throat> prescriptions filled. And an interesting little side note, the pharmacist said, how did you get these prescriptions? I said, I have a good doctor. She said, I cannot get these prescriptions. I cannot get doctors to prescribe this. This is what helps people. Why can't I get this? I said, I don't know, ma'am. We all have to find our way. But I gave her the number of the doctor and said, he can help you. And Richard Bartlett is a true saint. Immediately when I started on these drugs, I'll give you a rundown of them here in a second. Immediately started seeing results. Immediately started feeling better. Immediately started to have my spirits lifted. Immediately able to breathe. And it's just four drugs. That's all it is. So let me get to the four horsemen. The first one, budesidine. This is mainly for people with asthma. But it goes into the lungs and makes it incompatible for COVID to survive. It literally chases it from your lungs. You can feel it. Second is ivermectin, the antiviral. Of course, this drug was attacked because it works. The third is an antibiotic called Clarithromyc, C-L-A-R-I-T-H-R-O-M-Y-C. And the fourth component, plain old aspirin to keep you from getting blood clots. These four drugs are part of the early treatment protocol. These four drugs work and they could save millions of lives. We have to decide that we're going to hold our health departments accountable and make them institute early treatment protocols. Because these doctors will do this if they think they can, if they think it's right. But a lot of them don't know. There's not a lot of Richard Bartlett's out there. He had to learn from experience. He had to learn from getting the disease and healing himself. But by doing that, he learned the secret to heal others. He can keep you out of the hospital, which are rapidly filling up right now. That's because these people are not getting early treatment. Early treatment is the key. If you are not for early treatment, you are for mass death. We have to implore that. We must hold our health officials accountable and work the way up the ladder. They are instituting early treatment protocol. Why not? Go to the state health department. 
If they're not doing it, why not? They must be shown the truth. They must be shown that this can work. These drugs are my insurance, $34. Without the insurance, about 300 A worthy price either way. To keep you out of the hospital. To keep you breathing. To keep you on the up and up. Now, I didn't start my treatment until six days in. So I was behind the curve a bit. But I'm now coming out of it. Slowly but surely, my lungs are getting stronger. The virus, which has sort of turned into a pneumonia, is weakening. And I'm feeling stronger every day. But people need to know, there is early treatment options available. And they're very accessible. And anybody can do this. You just have to have the will to survive and the desire to tell others. And the more people we tell about early treatment, the more people will come to our side because they'll see we're righteous. They'll see we have the truth. And the more people we help, the more people we save. And the more people we save, the more that will come to our side. And soon we will be unstoppable. But we have to work together. We have to get our health officials on early treatment protocol. We have to tell others about early treatment protocol. So even if these health departments don't help people, we can still help people. We have the power to change this right now, to turn the tide and save our country. This information's for everybody. I don't hold this information to my heart. I hold it out to you so that you can take it and you can tell others about it. Since I found out about it, I've helped at least 30 people. But I can only do so much. But I've yet just begun to fight. And when I come out of this 100%, there's going to be a reckoning with some of these health officials. They're going to institute early treatment protocols or they will lose their jobs because there is no other way at this point. We can no longer ask for permission to heal ourselves. It should be plain as the sun on our face that we need early treatment protocols. So if you're listening to this, go to your health departments. Demand that they institute early treatment protocols. Demand that budesonide and ivermectin become part of that early treatment. Now, aside from that, there's a few other things you can do. Quercetin and zinc are a good one-two punch. Not as powerful as these other drugs, but they'll hold it at bay. Also, vitamin D3 and vitamin C. 
These are all things you can get over the counter. We have to save ourselves because nobody's going to save us. But I could tell you this. Dr. Richard Bartlett and his crew are living saints. And they should be canonized for the work they've done and the lives they've saved. Because they're going to save a lot of people. But we can save even more if we just act and speak out and don't take no for an answer. Now there's a lot more to this story. But I think this is a good spot to stop at and allow you to take action. Allow you to speak out for early treatment protocols. Allow you to become part of the solution. Anybody can do this. We just need you to step forward. Don't take no for an answer. Stand strong. Your ancestors are behind you. Your ancestors love you. Your ancestors want to see us succeed. And we can do it if we work together. Thank you for listening. Rob Dew, over and out. That was one take, huh? Rob, I, I was a cold listen for me. I hadn't heard it, but uh, shout out to Rob Dew for that. That was great. And I think it's a good time to maybe, uh, since he brought up the ancestors right at the end, play this. Uh, because why not? And it was because he said, you know, a long time ago, I, 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 I you understand this already. I like imprinted my will onto you. And he goes, and he, and he basically said, there's stuff coming up. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. But the point is, is that he literally said, you're going to carry the bishop out. Now imagine, the enemy hands down their stuff to their people, too. That's why they want to block off our ancestral memories. Because that just wasn't my grandfather. That wasn't my uncle. That was all those people wanting victory for all of us carry the strength of our ancestors. And there's people that understand that and are conscious of it. And that's what America's strength is all about, is that America is a group of people generationally committed because they're alive inside of us and they are passing on that power that's, that's, that God gave them and that gave all those people behind them that baton 
is that spirit. You think about a mother with a baby and loving it, taking care of it, and parents and all the things they do. And every person before them, it's the same touch. All that love is transmitted forward to each family. So whether you had somebody a thousand years ago or 10,000 years ago that did something or saw something, all of that is literally like electricity going into the future connected to everything before it. Intimately, everything the enemy does is about breaking off that connection and, and stopping that. And that's, that's going to fail. Who taught you that, sir? My grandfather, two different sides of the family, same thing. But that's spirit. Spirit knew on both sides of my family. You're going to do great things. You're going to do these huge things. You're gonna, what is all like, this stuff? Doing? This is really weird what you're talking about. Because I just know I prayed about it. Real folks, and they may have all their crap and they're killing kids and all of it, and they're demons that work for them. But we got God, and there's a lot of stuff that isn't in your books. You have reached G Time Johnny, and because I'm in the woods many times, the phone is off. It's best to text message me, and I'll get right back to you. Love you. Bye bye. Well. Try and get Johnny on for 15 or 20 minutes, but it went to his voicemail, which is weird because he just texted me. Let's try that again. Catfish Hotline, Johnny speaking. How may I help you? Johnny, this is Breaker, Breaker. How you doing? <laughs> well, that's how I answer the phone if I don't know the number. It's good. It just shuts them up, and you just can go on with your life. <laughs> you go, Catfish Hotline. <laughs> to whoever, you know, if you give them your name, then they're like, you know, if it's a friend, I don't shut up, Johnny. <laughs> no, no, just give me easy way. Are we on? Yeah, we are on, man. I got about 15, right on, 20 minutes or so. Uh, what do you want to talk yeah, about, no problem, man? man? It's been a minute. It's been a hot minute. <laughs> oh, it hurt my head. You know, well, when I ran companies and stuff, or building companies, and you know, you you always had to have to have your back of your head ticking like a clock, you know, and and you could, you know, I had a, I guess I, what really saved me was growing up in a boat, and I always knew when twelve was. <laughs> it was time to eat. <laughs> you know, that was you know about around noon. You know, it's like there's some something, something when you time it to food, then there's you know you can make that to thing. That, you said you, you grew know, growing like, up on a boat. Oh yeah, well, I was a professor. And I just wish here. I had time. I'd get on one of those boats. I I love boats. <laughs> yeah, well, I have mine was a Mastercraft, <laughs> so it's like it's a tournament ski boat, and you know, it's like uh, you still and, out you in know, the woods. You, I, did, you, you, I guess your voicemail. Oh yeah, from, but you're out in the woods of California, right? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm in the, like the last veins of life in the Central Valley of Cali, and that would be the rivers. And there, there's questions there about that, you know, but at least there's like, you know, the native, you know, the, the, the flowing through and, you know, and it's really cool because, you know, once you reconnect, there's no lies inside. There's not all this societal conditioning. And so I got to bring this back to 
to us. I mean, the kids are born for, you know, to have to, to the state of flow in the zone. You know, it's what we grow in the fields here in the Central Valley. That it's a, it's a, it's the most trance focused state of growth you could get out of a person. It's up to how I learned how to ski. You know, as good as I did. You know, because you go into that trance. Well, that should be primary, not periphery. And so, yeah, I got the fate of the world in my back, man. <laughs> I guess I beat myself up most of the time. Has, has anybody ever told you that you're like the Moses of California? The Moses of California. I didn't respond. <laughs> I, like, I don't wordslate me. Jeez. That's how the whole technological, you know, um, um, fantasy is formed. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, but that is that those phenomena is like the phenomena of God. Is I'll go play with that. Is that you know that every cell and every plant, you know, it's since the first cell on Earth, that energy only transforms and it's only grown bigger, morphed into multi. Okay, and so now you know once you're tuned back into that, the energy energy perspective is never going away. I'm practicing the pitch. It's never going away because I mean, look at it. We didn't have color TV till like 1958, 960 in that area, you know, and so we don't, we don't, we haven't accounted, you know, done the accounting and the balancing of the energy in us versus the energy running through all the phones and the computers because OOP, object oriented programming, started up, you know, it's like energy messaging biology. And so that's how Alan Kay did it. And I went the other way out here. And it's like that God phenomena. I have so many, so many coincidences. Why even just you calling in and we doing this interview right now. And it's your hundred. <laughs> I just think if we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, man. Good job. <laughs> no, I, always, I know. I just. I always love talking to you, but I can barely keep up, man. I'm too slow. I got to, I got to reach. I know. Well, I, I know I'm doing my best just to go really slow. So you'd be okay. Okay. I don't want to hurt your head. <laughs> I practice on you too. Cause I love pressure. You know, I have like, it's all go, but you listen to it again. It's still there because I mean, the 2021 is an installed delusion and we have to take embrace the fact that we are, you know, the energy from earth and let's clean up all these societal pressures. Everybody's behavior would be totally different if we were grown precise in the state of flow instead of word slaves, you know, this, they, you know, whatever you do, you love to do it. You don't know an hour to it by. For, uh, and, just and for people that might have, you've been on the show, I think this is your third or fourth time, but just for somebody um, that hasn't uh, maybe heard those, can you define a, what a word slave is? Like, a de- what, what is a word slave? <laughs> well, I mean, that, you know, you're, you're the, I guess the, the easiest way to say it is that there's a generated, a technologically generated third party entity entity in right Washington DC and New York and it's you know demanding the behavior of every person on in this you know in this uh, uh, what do you call country and and then you know that that third party entity they don't care about you know they're they're they're, they're industrial age all right and so this is like an industrial age you know uh, 
factory schooling brains. I got one. You got one. When I was growing up, oh, instead of masks on the kids, it was, you better get under the desk. The Russians are going to bomb us any moment. <laughs> and that's how we grow up. And so, yeah, keeping a population in fear has been going on since, you know, the ancient Aztecs. And so, it's, yeah, no, that once you get, are able to not lie at all, no lies in sight, you're from Earth. And that whole thing about the imperialness and the capitalism, everything goes into balance. Everything, sees, oh, yeah, we were off track, but we did a lot of stuff. We wouldn't have, like, be able to live back into nature without the technology we now have. You know, now we now it's like instead of hanging people for money, it's like no, we're going to take care of our baby called Earth because paradise don't come twice. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. <laughs> paradise don't come twice. I'll tell you one thing that comes yeah. twice. Uh, now, when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, so let me ask you this: as far as word slaves go. If you're not okay. allowed to say certain words, are you are you a word slave also in that regard? No, that the stuff that the language serves dominion. That the it's like music and math. That because the state of flow is primary. Any lie that we put inside of ourselves interrupts that state of flow, that high concentration of growth that's in every life you see. All right, well, so that's our kind. <laughs> and, um, and so, and so once that is primary in your mind, well, then the language follows the dominion. It doesn't, you know, the, it doesn't become, you know, like when you say words, oh, I'm American. Well, that's a word slave. And it's a, just a, it's a technological form of slavery. Much, it's not far away once you're apart from it than the actual slavery. And, hell, you know, and what's going on with the mass isn't much different than when we burn the witches. <laughs> so, I mean, if you don't do it, you know, it's all in the same, you know, in that, in that 2021 paradigm, you have to lie to be in there. And those lies are the interrupts of what really grows the best you, it grows the best kids, it grows the best life. I mean, we, we consciously grow the mind free, you know, electrically. Physics aware energy comes in two phases unicell, multicell. <laughs> well, we get defaulted, we're getting treated like cancer. But we could fix it for the future because we'll never be right. Oh, God, do right. Never be right, but we got to do right. I love that. Okay, so where do you think we're headed on a timeline of the human race? Uh, it seems like total. I can't Buddhist use that word human. I can't use that word human. It's a human delusion. Oh, the man infested. Okay, can you use the word we? <laughs> no, I use the word species or us as us. universal okay. subconscious. Where are us? us? Us. Let me give you us. Us is the universal subconscious. It beats your heart. It is you until you're about six. By the time you're 13, you're defending a, a or me too, but a fictitious identity. <laughs> and so that, but that energy is us, the universal subconscious. That's the universe. Yeah, you fell fell on that one. <laughs> and, but yeah, that's. See, I get to go over this, and I'll have a good presentation. That by it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but the universal subconscious is the energy that flows through us, you know, and that only has one electrical point of view throughout all the life. And you see the induction 
humans. You see what's going on. You see how we can save Earth. And it's all, you know, that's like, a, you know, a child can be born in one country and seamlessly raised in another until the language install, the word slaves. And and then, but, you know, we keep that state of flow in the child where the, where the math means the same and the music means the same and the language means the same. It's just notation. And we grow the life and the, you know, who does the math and who plays the music and who lives instead of like, you know, we're, I guess the easiest way to say it is that, you know, we were raised in, under industrial age conditions. Galileo proved or we are species orbiting sun. And so we'll close it out on this one is that species growth rights. S-G-R-R-R-R. Species growth rights. That is what we are missing. And it is an inalienable right. It is a natural right. I don't know exactly what it is, but you can't say we don't deserve it. We don't, it's not one of our rights because we don't get our species growth rights grown. If you were grown precisely from Earth, like we do the crops in the field, all of this would be different. And we'd all be like, the kids would never change. There'd never be this logic dichotomy between uh, adults and children. And we'd all be just, you know, artists and musicians, easy on the environment, leaving the world better generation to generation. Species growth rights. <laughs> I love you, brother. <laughs> I love you, Johnny. Okay, so so what... But it, so <laughs> I just think what, what was the word I'm allowed to use? Us? What? What? What is the direction oh, uh, so, of us? Uh, like, we, where? Where do I'm you not breaking see? The words up. Where do you see everything going with the seemingly the totalitarian the totalitarian boot of authoritarianism well, st- stomping down on us? Where do you no, see this? You're going? looking at a wrong where, point of view. But where Talking do you see me, the, I'm putting the, the world the, back on this, <laughs> Where do you see the species headed to? How? What's? How's this going to end? Well, I see this as me throwing the world on your back right now. No more diverting. <laughs> and we got to do it. I don't know how exactly how it's going to go, but I mean, I know that I have enough tools and 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 that I've created over the time to to start a little bit of a drip into the water and see, watch the waves happen, and we'll do adjustments from there. But I'm throwing a damn thing on your back right now, bitch. <laughs> and we are going to go. And we are going to go to a species of itches. That's why I have no problem presenting to the child that we are itches because they could change it. It's not all set in, you know, and that, you know, the boys are botches. These just B-O-T-C-H and the girls are the bitches. <laughs> they are their rule. We're going matriarchal and we just put them in charge. Is that a good thing? This is all. Yeah. Hell yeah. All of the other higher species. Like, I, the cats like are, are matriarchal. Well, he knows. If I don't think you know about matriarchal, all the other higher species are matriarchal, and you know, we wouldn't be. You know, the, hey, I think the I think the you know in a lot of species uh, that you know the women just eat the men when they're done with them. Yeah, like spiders well, and praying mantises. Why, Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. Why? No, but I'm just saying that that's why they let them go to war. <laughs> oh, them, so, so you're get saying out wait, of here. Wait, so get you're saying that, out the, of here. that sending men to war. Since the beginning of time has actually been a plan by the evil women to get rid of all the men. Oh, yes. I meant the conspiracy theories. I got you. I got you. 
I could have happened to the, you know, us, the universal subconscious could have done it. You know, it's just like say with the internet, move your finger, model it. We, you know, we didn't, it's not here by no accident. You know, there's that God phenomenon again, you know, that we're lucky to be alive at this time because you can model your finger and, and, you know, and, and I mean, move your finger and model the internet, you know, and then you can, us on it and the future. Hey, what the hell is wrong with this internet? It's slow. What the f*** is this? Dial up? <laughs> 2021. 2021. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Well, thank God for the DSL. internet. Well, DSL, domain serving language. That's like, where's Middle East on a basketball? Where is the Middle East on a basketball? There is, we can, I could, you know, we could talk north and south poles, planetary wobble, come to an agreement there, no matter the language, you know. But you know, as far as basketball, well, let's, uh, that's a Mister Industrial Age. Let's step on that ball. Oh, it's flat. Okay, we can agree. <laughs> now, uh, what about now we're going to the information. We know about age. the Middle East, what about Middle Earth, like Frodo and all that shit. Like, do, well, all all that backward think, stuff, we don't know. Do you think? Um, do you think that there? Let me. I mean, I'm, I don't mean to throw you curveball, but do you think there are? No, uncharted, I want you to go ahead. Do it. Do it. Are there uncharted no, lands in this world that we don't know about, or that are hidden from us? Are there other continents or I, other? I, you're saying it that way. You know, there's um, because I mean I've been in the water a lot in my life, and and some of my biggest epiphanies come to me through the water. And so how this, you know, how all of the critters, how all of the energy of one one multicellular energy flows through all things, you know, that is alive. It's only grown since the first unicell. I mean, heck, we even get here as unicell, mommy and daddy cell, two into one made us, you know, and then we go multi. And so that 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 multi that multi phase when you're connected to it, just oh gosh, I mean yes, you're absolutely right. There are places that we don't even know, but I, you know, I cannot wait to go around the uh, whole earth and it's like whoa, because you feel it, you get those aha moments, and, you know, but you cause them yourself. You know, and so that because you're tuned in to the same thing that's growing, there's only one frequency. You know, you get into the waves and the hertz and the kilowatts and all that other stuff. But yeah, there's one frequency. I mean, what we do, we did for 100 years, we've been sending signals across the, you know, with purpose, you know, in the air. Well, we also breathe this air. <laughs> so there's so much there's so much we don't know it's like a whole new adventure as far as the, our species is concerned but the thing is is to remove because there's so much you know man is a, a fantasy lived this fact if, if, you know as far as internal processing that's like a very important thing to remove you know to as far as in your processing and then as you do that you know because we actually become instead of bots you know like running by the third party dead entity that's <laughs> where is it oh yeah way over on the other side oh lucky i'm from california um <laughs> last freedom <laughs> but anyway that you know that that you break free of that and and that the individual becomes more important than the entity that governs it from its imperial manifest destiny oh yeah industrial age whoops so yeah, we're not far away. We're not far away. I just have to get my crap together. So things are about to get pretty <laughs> awesome pretty soon, is what you're saying. That's what. Yeah, I'm... Look, so I've been getting set up. The whole thing, this whole thing with the quarter. I mean, it's ridiculous. 
Because I mean, me growing up a mar- you know, I was either bikinis or it was going to Madison Avenue and do marketing and propaganda and stuff. And so I went to bikinis. And, but I'm getting to do the part of this, and it's like seeing it from a marketer's point of view. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, here I am picking out platforms and stuff. And it's like, okay, these look like a people we could turn. Because I mean, actually, when you land on a website, it's just, you said, okay, pick what demographic you want to take it at. You know, because they'll ask you like, you know, like your age or your right now. They just keep that information private. Where you been? What you're doing? Uh, you know, they don't use that algorithm to make us better. You know, instead, right now it's like, oh, we must control them <laughs> and keep them because you know we got we got to make that money. And that's, you know, it's like you know, you're starving on a deserted island. Here's a billion dollars. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah. so I hope I'm not flipping you guys out. You got a lot of work to do today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So changing gears here I just love you. for a I love second. You. I love Johnny. Okay. So changing gears here just for a second. Just for a second. Okay. Okay. Last time you were on, we talked a lot about Afro Man. Afro I, Man. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say it about it. I, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know, Johnny, who is your favorite rapper? Gotta go there. So, I mean, there were other ones. Um, who did that one? Bird, 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 bird is the word. Bird, bird, no. bird. You can go way, way back to where the. the, the okay, <laughs> yeah. Rapping. Let's see who. Let's see what rapper came up with that. Hang on. Bird, bird, bird. Bird is the word. The, oh, yeah, that was a <laughs> the trash men surfing bird. Bird is a yeah, word. that's it, baby. That's what is your favorite. The, boy, the first rappers in history. Yeah. one of the first rappers played that. Well, the so, let's see if I can get a little bit of that in there because that is yeah. You get less, that's go less than thirty, you'll be okay. One of the best rap songs of all. And everybody's head about the bird. About the bird. Yeah. All right. Good answer. <laughs> I love you guys. Have a good one, man. <laughs> a plus for me. No, I don't want it. I don't want the graduation. No, nah, no. Nah. I don't want a great gig dependent on a society. No, no, no. It's not my advertising. No, that's a different kind of advertising agency. School. <laughs> anyway, I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> hey, have a good one, Johnny. And uh, keep, uh, keep, keep, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, keep... Oh. Uh, Keep going. You, keep, you make me, keep railing against Santa's ho, 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 man. <laughs> you make me better every time, bro. Don't be afraid to call me. I love you guys. Will do. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Everybody talk about the bird. Bird, bird, bird. Bird in the word. Wow. Hey, what the hell's wrong with this internet? It's slow. <laughs> well, that was Johnny. Uh, next. We got next to you. Call up a... Uh, our first guest we ever had on Absence Six Pack. Talk to him real quick. I've got some advice questions I'm going to ask Mr. Pat Militich. UFC heavyweight champ. Talk to him for another two, 10 or so minutes. See what he's got. Hello, Mr. Militich. Hello. How's it going, man? How you Talk doing? Talk in a minute. Doing what's good, that? man. You're on the air. Welcome. You're on the air. Welcome. Hey, what's going on? Not a whole lot. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, so I, I do have like some advice questions I wanted to ask you while I've got you. But first of all, I had to okay. debunk your – because you were the first guest on our show. 
when Noah and I interviewed you. And you said that Alex Jones was controlled opposition, but I had to debunk that right now. Yeah. Because he came on our show and talked to us about jalapenos. Talk to talk to you about what? Jalapenos. Jalapenos. Yeah, which proves to me that he's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So you know, look, he look. Who who can say for certain on him? Nobody, probably. Hello? I lost him. I lost him. Hey, what the hell's wrong with this internet? It's slow. What the f*** is this? Dial up? Really? I got you now. Yeah, you're back. You said, okay, uh, something you said who, who my... can say for certain with him? Yeah, I mean, um, but, you know, a lot of the stuff, it just, <clears throat> he would say a lot of factual stuff and then go completely off the deep end on another subject or whatever, you know, so. What was um, what was something that look, what was something that he was wrong about? It's not necessarily what he was wrong about. He it's just made it seem stupid and crazy. Out, basically, yeah, 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 to almost delegitimize the alternative news gatherers, so to speak. Yeah, I think he. I think he. He's probably controlled opposition. Maybe even if he doesn't even know it, which is likely. They just yeah, pump him up in the press who, who to discredit knows? things. Yeah. That make that makes sense to me. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, so how what, long how long do you have me on for? By the way, I don't know. If you got like ten or fifteen minutes or more, whatever. Yeah, sure. We got a twelve hour show. We're in the middle of. We're about uh, coming up on a halfway through it. So, twelve hour show. Yep. Yeah, we're at hour five Holy now. So. Cow. Yeah, just it's a hundred. Uh, it's a hundredth episode, so we're, oh, good for you guys. We're going big. So, is this is this a uh, uh, just strictly podcast, or do you have a radio um, station? Or uh, well, we're like live that? right now at uh, absentsixpack dot com backslash listen dash live, or to get straight there, you can go to podtard dot com, as in retard, but podtard dot com takes you straight to nice, the live show. Nice. We got about twenty. We got 23 people listening. Well, more than that, listening live. But we got 23 people in the chat room chatting along with us right now. So, say okay, hello. To okay. Them. Okay. So, how you doing, guys? Hope everyone's well. If you have any questions, feel free to ask. Yeah. If you got questions, pop them in the chat room. Now, um, I know you guys were on hiatus for a little bit, but are you back doing conspiracy farm farm with Jeffrey Wilson, or what? What's going on with that? Yeah, we're doing we're doing some shows. We haven't uh, picked up full steam. Um, as of yet, but, um, we just spoke to, uh, uh, a genius, uh, Israeli scientist who is creating the first, um, technically spaceship that can go from our solar system to the next. And it will be, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's very interesting. It's, it's going to be fabricated out of a completely new, uh, com- compound and, and, uh, will be almost like if you could visualize a sail and will be driven by a laser beam. Whoa. Now, is this the, this is the latest one with Dr. Avi Loeb? Yes, yes. Okay. I haven't heard that yes, one yet. Abby Loeb. I'll put that in the show notes, so, uh, yeah. the link, so people can listen to that. Yeah, very interesting. We talked about, you know, of course, 
uh, extraterrestrial life and, and some other things uh, we touched on with him, but very, uh, very intelligent, intelligent guy. So it was, it was a fun conversation. What's your take on aliens or, or more specifically blue beam? Cause that's something we've been talking about a lot is like this push that Tucker Carlson and Tom DeLong and the mainstream media, 60 minutes and MSNBC, this push for aliens. Do you think that's they're actual aliens or is this a alien false flag as Dr. Greer would say? You know, I would be one to lean towards um, that there is obviously other life um, in in and around us. Um, I think even, to be honest with you, <clears throat> as, I, as I've sat back and analyzed things over the past year and a half, certainly, um, and witnessed this cyclical, the, the cycle of history that continues to repeat itself over and over and over again, um, that, uh, you know, the same people that are in control now are the bloodlines of the people that have been in control literally from the beginning, I think. And, and I, I don't know about you, but I don't think these people are even human. I, humans no. wouldn't do the sort of things that these people are doing. I've been saying uh, that for a while. It's an know. anti-human agenda to eradicate humans. So it's a leap in logic to even assume that they are human. Yeah. Right. So like I, you know, I had David Icon and he convinced me about the lizard people, man. I'm all in. I think they're lizard people. Well, I mean, I'm certainly not one to say what they are or what they're not, but um, I have uh, come to the conclusion that they are certainly not humans and they don't have our best interests at heart, and and they're doing their best to uh, eradicate as many of us as possible right now. They're ratcheting it it up pretty quickly. Yeah, and and actually, not to go too deep into the vaccine and shit like that and the vaccine passports, but I was wondering your advice and I'm probably going to keep asking people yes throughout the day about this. I have family that every year since I, before I was born, but when I was one year old, my first one, we go to these cabins and we, for a week out in the mountains of Tennessee and we hang out as a family. Now, right. Recently, so many of them are brainwashed by the boob tube. That they're saying they were there's there's talk of all the unvaccinated people have to stay in their own cabin and they can't come inside the cabins of the people that are vaccinated. What would what's the proper reaction to that? Because my gut reaction is fuck you. Well, the, well, I mean the proper reaction is why don't we sit down and we can discuss some data. Number one, two, you can also take a look at the hog industry that has what's called shedding when hogs are vaccinated and they shed um, the toxins from those vaccines onto the rest of the hogs and the hogs that were not vaccinated get sick. Um, you know, it's, it's the people that, that have been injected that are, are the risk. And, you know, you need to be able to look at people and go, you are aware that somehow the television has made you afraid of people who are healthy and have a natural immune system that's able to fight off disease, right? That's what we're talking about here is that these people are so, uh, they're so trusting. I mean, that they would not only have themselves injected with an experimental drug, but then force that on their children. Look, I don't care whether you believe this is a vaccine 
whether you believe it's a world saver or not, it's experimental. And the fact that anybody out there who listens to this and you're a parent and you made your kid get an experimental drug injected into their body, I have zero respect for you. Zero respect. I'm with you there. And that's, that's just, you know, and these are the people. Now, mind you, in late 1930s Germany, when the media portrayed Jewish citizens as rats and got all the Germans all ginned up in hating the Jews. And, and they used germs. They used and, sickness and germs as one of the pretense for that. Right, right. This is, and they use the exact same terminology, you know, essential workers. They're using it now. People can't pick up a friggin' history book and go, wait a minute. This is like the same thing except with more technology. Oh, you're Jewish, right? That's the exact same thing. What's that? <laughs> this is Alex. Oh, you're Jewish, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream cone. So... So I've I've presented the data to a lot of these family members, and at that point, like when they when they're unwilling to look at it, like here's an example, like even way back before COVID, I was talking to my uncle about JFK, and he was thinking it was crazy that anybody besides Oswald acted alone, and I started pulling up. Yeah, I was like, well, look at this. Look at Operation Northwoods. Look at that. And he was like very adamant and getting angry and saying none of this stuff could ever happen. And he didn't believe me about Operation Northwoods, where they planned to bomb Americans and blame it on Cuba to do a war. Once I started pulling up CIA.gov declassified documents, he's like, well, really, I'm not that interested and I don't care about it, was his out. So how do you deal with people like that when they don't like, I don't know, like it's almost it's Dean Reiner has been talking about how we're in two separate big cults. There's a bunch of different cults, but like. Is, at a certain point, are these people, friends and family, a lost cause? How do you deal with that? Well, not only are they going to be a lost cause, but they're going to be the people applauding when we're put in vehicles uh, and taken to, um, you know, isolation camps. They're going to be a liability at that point. Oh, like, they're absolutely, it, absolutely a liability. I will say this. Absolutely. Anybody that absolutely. is supporting mandates of these vaccines or vaccine passports, I consider a threat and an enemy to me and my family. And that includes some people that 100%. are relatives. Of mine. Well, that's what we said before this even started <clears throat> when they were talking about it, suggesting that there might be lockdowns and mask mandates and all this other stuff. I mean, I flat out said it over and over. I said the people that are going to put on the masks and close their businesses and believe this are literally the most dangerous weapon in the world today. They're going to get everybody killed. They're going to get everybody killed. And they don't even, they don't even recognize it. That's what's the scary. That's how scary it is, is they can't simply look at a history book, Bolshevik revolution, Mao Zedong, Pol Pot, uh, Hitler with Nazi Germany. It's been done over and over and over it's easy to figure out, and they're not capable of doing it. They're simply not capable of doing it. You're really they're either you're so trusting. right, though. That's it's it's the uh, the main problem that these people have that are going along with all this shit. The one common denominator. There's a lot of problems, but the one that common denominator is an absolute uh, lack of knowledge when it comes to history. Well, I don't think it's lack of knowledge of history. It's the refusal 
to parallel what we're going through now with any of history that's taken place. I mean, all of it, all of the division in the media between, you know, uh, skin color, religion, uh, amount of money you have, um, gender, you know, anything was the practice of dehumanization down to every possible minor difference that mankind has. And now they led up to mask, no mask, vaccine, no vaccine. You people are unclean. You people need to be put away. You can't partake in society um, and segregation and eventually uh, attempting to lock us all up. And that's, they just, they can't grasp that. It's the fucking simplest. Sorry, it's the simplest thing in the world. Oh, it you really can is. you can say fuck on here. I don't give a fuck. It's all good. Yeah. So, you know, it's just going to come down to, um, you know, how long it's going to take for people to stand up, right? How long it's going to take for the people who are the silent majority, who see what's going on to actually step up to the plate as well. Because remaining silent while the crocodile eats the person next to you, eventually that crocodile is going to get to you. So you you, you might want to start beating the crocodile over the head with a bat and start speaking out and telling people what you think. Yeah, I I think definitely being like the time for being polite, and this is something that a lot of us have been talking about, including the next guest coming on, Larry and Dean. Be, the time for being polite about this shit is long, is over. Like, that, that ship has sailed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, I had people at the beginning of all this stuff yelling at me for not wearing a mask and this and that, and I just, you know, depending on how they would come at me was how they got treated. You know, if they were very yeah. polite and just an employee somewhere and said, sir, you have to wear a mask to be in here. I'd say, well, I'm just going to go spend my money elsewhere. Thank you. You know, but if I got yelled at by somebody, they, they did not like what came back at them. I can, I can assure you. Yeah. So, so, so what, I guess what's that? That's good advice. But what, okay. So now I'm thinking what, where, where do you think this goes? Like, are you, the term they use is black pilled for there's no hope, but do you think, cause I'm not that far gone yet. I think, do you think there's like still a good chance that these, this all shakes out and it's going to be okay in the end? Um, look, there's going to be a fight no matter what. I mean, there's just no, no ifs, ands or buts about it. Um, you know, we'll see how that all shakes out, but <clears throat> look, they're, they're going to start, uh, attempting to, you know, tax us more for not being, um, injected. They're going to remove our uh, uh, attempt to remove our ability to enter businesses. They're going to remove our ability to, you know, they've in some countries they've shut off the cell phones of people who have not gotten injected. You know, they yep. um, remove remove your ability to make money, uh, remove your ability to partake in commerce. Uh, basically, make you a second class citizen. And, yeah, it's going to uh, be the social score. It's you know, it's like that meme going around. It, uh, the, the meme, it's like, this is like how people think they're going to force you to get vaccinated. And it's like a SWAT team kicking down your door with needles, but it's really, yeah, credit card declined. It's, and that's a really good w- way of looking at it. I think. So what is that? I guess the key in that instance is become self-sustainable, get your garden and. Well, 
I mean, you and people need to start a parallel society, parallel businesses, parallel money, parallel everything. That's just the way we're going to have to do it. And I mean, if you think about it, people like Klaus Schwab and all these other shitbags that are in charge of all of this stuff who are being controlled by people even above them, these people need to be in prison. There needs to be a bounty on their head. Yeah. There literally needs to be a $10, a $10 million bounty on Soros, $10 million bounty on, on Klaus Schwab, a $10 million bounty on every one person, every person at that level, and then million-dollar bounties on even uh, the arrest uh, and imprisonment of uh, – of politicians responsible for, for carrying this shit out and um, healthcare yeah. pe- people who are in charge of, of, um, you know, the department of health, local departments of health, local city and county supervisors, all of them, they, they all, people don't understand that. Um, people do not realize that it, this is how little they're paying attention is medical professionals, educators, uh, media personalities, um, after the Germans found out they were lied to about their Germ- uh, about their Jewish citizens being disease carriers and everything else, once the Germans found out that was a lie, you know what they did to all those people. They hung them. Yeah. So all of these people that are responsible for spreading this lie better be well aware of what, and it won't even be me. It won't even be me partaking in this shit. The people that got duped into believing it are going to be the most angry and going to be the people hanging these people. And I say we throw, uh, if we're doing Nuremberg Trials 2.0, I just, for fun, I say we throw Jeb Bush in there, just for shits and giggles. Well, the entire Bush family, brother. Yeah. But Jeb especially, just because he's fun to pick on. But no, you're absolutely right. And I think, would you agree that this, uh, this last year, year and a half, has doubled the amount of people that are awake? just because of how quick they're turning up the heat. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah. It, I mean, it seems like, uh, for every re- action, there's an opposite and equal reaction or however that phrase goes. So I don't, I don't think right. by any means is, is easy. It is to become black pilled. I, I think there's, uh, <laughs> the game's just getting started and we're in the, you know, we're in the first quarter to use a football analogy. Right. Right. Yeah, so we'll see how it all plays out, right? Right. Well, hey, um, everybody definitely needs to check out The Conspiracy Farm. That's theconspiracyfarm.com. That'll be in the show notes. And uh, anything else you got going on, man, that you want to tell us about? Uh, You know what? Uh, Look up uh, people go to uh, blackoxygenorganics.com slash PJ Militich and uh, check out Black Oxygen. And... uh, it's an, uh, 45% more oxygen at a cellular level. So people with, uh, you know, the residual effects of COVID and any other breathing uh, issues, COPD, asthma, a lot of people are, are ba- basically healing their respiratory systems with it. And uh, athletic performance is through the and through a, lot a lot more, of UFC I've, fighters. I've only, heard, using it now. I've only heard great things about black oxygen. So it's, yeah, and it's not just respiratory problems. That, that shit seems like. I haven't tried it, but I've heard fantastic things from I tell you what, people um, I trust. So text me, text me, text me, text me your address. And it is, uh, I've never seen anything like it. It's the best. Uh, and I've tried a million different supplements through my career. Nothing even remotely comes close to this stuff. And, and, uh, so to me, it's, I'm, I'm just, I just love helping people with it because 
people are healing up from a lot of, uh, you know, they're getting the right stuff in their body finally, the building blocks of, of literally life and, and performance and healing and recovery. And uh, miraculous things are happening to people. So um, even, you know, like my ultra running buddies who are in their 50s are dropping a minute to two minutes off their, off their per mile time. And, uh, and their heart rate's 30 beats less a minute. And you don't do that in your 50s. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. I could use that. I'm just now 27, so. Well, That's hey, Pat. It's, once you, uh, once you experience it, you'll understand it. Hell yeah. Yeah, let me uh, keep in touch, man, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. And everybody check out yes, the Conspiracy Farm, Conspiracy Farm, theconspiracyfarm.com. They've been doing it. How long have you been doing that show? It's been a while, right? Uh, six years. Yeah. That's four years longer yeah, than people, we've been doing this. People go back so, and yeah. check it out. Yeah, people, and then people go uh, back and check it out and check it. Check out the shows, the episodes we did before this even started. And, if, we were and uh, if you want to hear um, one of the biggest podcasters in the world shut down Pat and kind of curb stomp uh, every time he tries to get into an interesting topic, you can see him on Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Take thanks it for, easy. Thanks to everybody for listening. Bye bye. See you, Pat. Oh, that was Pat Militich. That guy's awesome. He's great. He's our first ever guest. We'll have to do a whole show with him that's not so uh it's not so rushed. And uh Goof Goofy should be on here soon. Uh Sir Chris Wilson was gonna be on here with him, but his mom had an unexpected health event, so make sure you send out some health karma and love to Sir Chris Wilson's mom. Uh, it didn't sound too good. Hopefully it'll be all right. I don't know how much detail I can get into because I don't know how much Sir Chris Wilson already put it out there. But yeah, health karma to his mom. He won't be here, but Goof will be here. In fact, he should be here any minute now. We will see. Hmm. Where are you at, Goof? There he is. It's a Goof. What the up, Kent? You got me? Am I live? Am I, am I ready? Sure are. Hey, you, uh, I, I've been dying for a cigarette. I've been streaming for almost five and a half hours. You care to play go some guitar Go kill yourself for a quietly, son. Go on, go kill yeah. yourself quietly. I'm going to work on it. You want to you wanna play some Serenade the People while I, uh... Oh, hold on. Hold on, I've got the dub. I'm still listening in, so I've now got a vortex of... That's it, let me close that tab down. All good. <clears throat> yeah, let me hand the baton over. I'll entertain the troops. Hello? All right. Go for it, man. I'm going to go All smoke. Right. I'll be right back. We got, a good this is four, a little... we got a good 40 minutes to kill here, so... Oh! You oh. and I can oh, shoot the shit for a minute. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Consider this Olympic event event on. Let's do this. All right. You go have your little ciggy, and I'll do my thing, because I wrote a song the other day, everyone. It's called Count Jabula, and I played it a little couple of times on, on the old jizzies to some people. And what I'm is all this stuff? Off. What? What? Alex is here? Okay, Alex, sit down. Take a load off. Have a jalapeno. It's all good. You just sit back. Let that spicy taste caress your tongue. 
you know, when it passes through to the other end, it's going to be a break from the normal routine of mundane pooing. It's going to be a little bit of a spicy poo. All right, here we go. Oh, 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 count jabular. You said you're coming for us for our jugular, but you wait for my chorus. We will mug you down. We will mug you down. You think this is all legit, and you're also sort of convinced you get away with it. I mean, I'm just lolling, I'm just lolling. A little bit, and this cock here ain't ready to drop a brick. My rhymes are far too eviscerated for the hell of it. Oh, for the hell of it! I have stated that all the melons' minds will be blown, and I will pick up the bits if the goof didn't give me the shits. Oh, which it already did. Oh, which it already did. Oh, do you want big fate? It's ready to explode at thirty-three thousand feet. Oh, beautiful natural knockers and some potent jizz. Better sperm than all them pesky go blowers to lead. Go blowers, Satan. I said seven and I don't pretend. I'm not participating to be hating. I'm ready to ditch all sin. I'm ready to win, win, win. I'm ready to win. Oh, Count Jabula, you can go to one sun. Oh. How'd you like that chat room, eh? That was a, mmm, mmm, cuck music coming at you in your face, in your ears, anywhere you want them. Give your ears a cuddle. Right, moving on swiftly. I got a little song called Chinese Made Genetic Weapon, but it's in, it's in a working process, so we're not going to do that one. Oh, this is lovely. So this is from the, um, the love story of J.E. Stein and Jiz M. Axwell, which is a, a, a little musical that I'm writing at the moment. And so this is, um, in the first act, just after, Jeff has met this young, young lass and her name always escapes me. Um, Virginia Gwif, Gwif, Queef, Virginia Queef. Anyway, so this is her. This is Virginia's song when she's a young and she's only about 15. Oh, Jeffrey, pick me up in your arms, especially. If you're headed to France, can you come get me? I think my dad might do me harm. Oh, Jeffrey, can you ring me, ring me, ring me along? Ooh, when you met me, did I seem to be? Gently, or was I just a teen? Effectively, you know, you had to be mean to be erect. See, it's not hard not to be obscene, and now I'm alone, thinking bitter things. 
things about you, and it hurts, you know. All that money you surround, all the power dome of a pretense of a palace. You can't stop this charm in any land. Pawn in your hand with an intent to do malice. It's not right. Jeffrey. Oh, what a poor, poor little girl, man. So terrible what happened to that little girl. Terrible, terrible, terrible. If only Jeff was a nice person. And then he could have saved her. But no, he didn't. He ruined her. But she got her own back, and uh, the big dude get his own back. All this talk about having your patience running out and not being polite no more. That's no good, everyone. You have to have this... Do you know how you beat fascists? With a stoical attitude and a guitar. There's one man that taught us that in a beautiful, beautiful movie film called The Sound of Music, which is a 5 out of 5, 10 out of 10. Totally. I mean, if you want a, a road, a road, what's it, a, a road map to defeating fascism, The Sound of Music's your one, all right? You just study that thing. Three hours long. It's brilliant. Defeating with that. All right. Oh, this is good. This is called Fake Lib Fascist. I'll go out, I'll get out of my mind I'm always out of time I found fault in it all At the end I'll unwind Some J's of beer and wine There's a kick from the tick in the bits I can't find And then I'll always chime No one thing is a rhyme I'm a fake lib fascist, yeah I don't commit or fit in it, but I care. Yes, I swear. If you fit and can't shit, but your love, your love is lit, then this could be it. Your partner and mine, our mistresses and their wives, our cousins and yours can dine. Yeah, that'd be just fine. There's a cunt in the bunch, and there's piss in the punch. Oh, it's so mine. On lab-grown babies, will we dine? Cause I'm a fake lib fascist, yeah. I don't commit or fit in it, but I care. 
yes, I swear. Just leaving it hanging for a fletch there, because I know he don't like it when a song's resolved, so I left it hanging. That's a way to do it. Right, fake lib fascist. Yeah, get that one around your noggin. Because that's what they are. They're not real liberals. I'm a real liberal. Like, if you really want a real liberal, your man's over here with the cut. Proper liberal. As you say, you know, do what you want. This is up to you. It's your, it's your eternity that you're ruin, ruining by your sin. And um, I'll let the big dude. He can do all the judgment. It's no human's job to judge. Not even a judge should be job. Uh, a job. Uh, not even a judge should judge. You know, that shouldn't be a job. You can't have monetary incentives around justice. <laughs> Am I... Uh, am I like Will Ferrell at the end of Zealand? Am I taking crazy pills here? Am I onto something? I don't know. I don't know. All right. <clears throat> this is a good one. No, no, no. No, no, no. Jeffrey Epstein's egg-shaped penis didn't hang itself. You're telling me. Guards were asleep, and the CCTV footage they just couldn't keep. No, 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 no. He's on a beach, out of reach. And the same insane criminal game goes on in beach. Oh no 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 no. Oh yes yes yes. God bless patriots around there getting there. Justice for the lives taken by the devil's side. Oh, yes, yes, yes. May God bless. Then would and his team the under Shine a light on what's right. Let the children see it. The future's bright and love is alive. The crowd goes out. That was fucking awesome. That was fucking awesome. By the way, I'm doing auditions for the parts. I want someone who can sing a Jeff, and I need I need females who can sing. I'll do all the writing, and I'll play Prince Andrew just as a favour to you all. What's that? Can I be Jeff? Oh, you want? Oh, uh, I'll audition. Send us send us a tape. All right, and because I'm not going to jump to any because it'd be mean to promise you a role like that. Especially if there's someone else out there who's um, 
who's who's got a a, a better chance, a, a more natural sort of creep to them. Because I don't know if can you do creepy? Is that a thing you can do? I'll have to send. I'll, you'll have to tell me what you want, and I'll send in some auditions. Yeah, I I I'll get Dvorak to write a little script, and um, and we'll get this thing going. No agenda productions, everyone. If you want to meet the CEO of No Agenda Productions, you have to go talk to a lady named um, Jane Denifer. She'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> well, what's what's going on, Goof? What's new in the world in, of the Kent land? Right. <clears throat> so basically, I reckon I listened to the Rob Jew thing, right? Of his little COVID stuff, and that I, was I'm pretty on board. Good. With... I didn't know what to expect because I hadn't listened to it until I played it. It was a real. Um, upper for the tempo of this wonderful uh marathon you've got going it it, it it sort of picked everyone up a little bit i thought after that big That's bummer it. of brendan walsh who's that i don't know who that is. <laughs> one of my favorite comedians i got him on and everybody was like boo <laughs> I was no like, i mean i did hear a bit to begin like before rob jew there was some sort of thing going on but oh, i can't remember any called, of it, none of it we was, called, none of it was entertaining noah. enough we prank called noah at his work at t-mobile no, again and then yeah, no, he I, hung still, up I remember that but what i'm saying is i remember hearing that content i just don't think it was effective enough to to actually I stick around to the dog. i was born to the dog batman oh, okay I, I know that that's a quote from batman 100 percent mm-hmm and one about big boom boom. Take big boom boom away from boom boom. Your baby want meal. Milkshake. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically, um I don't know, did he mention about a COVID poo, Rob Jew? Did he have a COVID poo? A COVID poo? Yeah, because I wasn't aware that there's a poo involved in COVID until I had the, the COVID poo. And then I found out that it's a thing. Hold on, there's a dog wants to bark. Man, I had such a yeah. big shit the other day, I about blew out my asshole. I thought I was going to get a hemorrhoid. Do you know? You, oh, hold on. We're getting I've never, there. I've it's, always been pretty regular. I've never been super constipated or anything. But it finally well, came not, out, yeah. and man, it was like, I'll tell you what, women who give birth have nothing on me. I'll put it that way. Like a can of Guinness, was it? One of them big cans. Pint can of Guinness. Do you have Guinness over there? You must do, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Guinness World Records and Guinness the Beer. Now, okay, this is oh, a new okay. one. Haven't right. tried Didn't this yet. There were two <clears throat> this is, uh, crack this open. This is Touch of Haze, Hazy IPA, Mosaic Cascade oh, with Hops no. from the Distill Illinois Brewery. It's got a big skull with a beard on it and a bandana. Uh, why are all the beers got to be so sort of like... Because over here with the ciders and stuff, they're all into the occult, and it's always like... Oh, you're, sort of... I like cider. I'm cold acid. I want to drink cider. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I only listen to quality podcasts, so I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so basically, yeah, so I've had this spongy COVID, but they spoke about it on the show. Um, apparently, it was a dinner conversation in the, in the Dvorak household, which I thought was quite... Well, not very apt for it, because who wants to talk about spongy poos whilst they're eating dinner? Well, I don't know what they were having. Hopefully, it wasn't meatloaf. Anyway. Probably having um, ice cream, man. Ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream cone. <laughs> Is there anything the man cream, hasn't said? I have cookies. I have candy, five-year-old. <laughs> He's doing his child catcher impression. I sp- all, like, the only preparation I did for this 100th episode is yeah, just pulling like, like 200 yeah, more Alex ISOs. Jones ISOs. That's all I... Well, do you know what? I don't think that'll be wasted on a, on a show like this, to be fair. What, what is all this stuff? Do you know what? Do you know what? I was listening earlier with the headphones on, and I put my boy to sleep. Down, and I was lying down with him, and I because I've been up since five with him, and I nodded off, 
and um I woke up to the cacophony of Alex. You know, you played that like stupid loads of Alex Jones clips all in one go when you have Rob on and you wanted to get them all out before. Yeah. So yeah, don't do it again. Don't I need was to about to, but I guess I'll nah, just okay. hold fire. All right. Anyway, so yeah, I woke up, Janet. But listen, we, we digress because I'm trying to tell you about my COVID poo. Anyway, so this COVID poo was so tremendously traumatic that I think I broke something down down there. And mm. a couple of days later, I'm in the I'm in the boozer and I'm racking a beer, seventy pints of of Kentish warm brown beer, and um, and I just knew something had just gone terribly wrong. When and, you shit um, outside, it's not going to be a decent shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was nice. So I just picked up this cut and I dropped and I went home and I went to bed and I woke up in tears and the missus was like, "Oh, I thought you was having sex dreams. You crying?" And I said, um. <laughs> I know. I was like, no, darling. <laughs> I think I've, I said I need to go to A&E. I think I've done something horribly wrong. So I went to A&E and I sat there and then they, it was early. So I got in, got seen in a, in a tremendous amount of time. And, um, the doctor in the A&E, she, she took us, uh, she said, go on then up on the bed. She was a lovely, um, African, I think she's from Nigeria or somewhere, but she was lovely. And Melinda, I think her name was, was it Melinda? Melissa, something like that. Melinda. Said, lie up on the bed, pull your trousers down. I'll take a look at it. Do you want me to get a chaperone in? And I went, darling, I used to be a nude model, uh, in my in college, you know, when I was 17, 18, uh, I did a bit of nude modeling because I fancied one of the girls in the, in the class. So I'm, I'm all right. I can get my kit off for you. No problem. So I, I pulled my trousers down and pulled me one of my cheeks up and, I, and she had a little look at it and literally she went, Oh, that's going to need surgery today. <laughs> that's the sound of it. That's what it sounds like. And, um, and I went, um, Oh, okay. That's good then. Cause thinking that'd be nice. So they booked me in for surgery and then. They stuck up one of them PCR process bollocks things up my nose, even though I, I protested. I said that this is no good. I've just had the Rona and it's going to come up with a false positive. I went, how many cycles are you putting this thing through? And she went, I'm just a nurse. <laughs> I don't know. The classic, um, I just work here defense. Yeah, exactly. I'm following orders. Just, I'm um, just putting the Jews on the train. That's not my fault. I, I just got the orders. That's all I did. I put them on the train. I don't know what's on the train. I don't know where the train's going. I just put them on there. Um, that ain't going to wash, by the way. But anyway, um, so yeah, so they did the PCR test. It comes back positive and they cancel the surgery. And I'm like, great, brilliant. What's happened? What happens now? They're like, well, you have to go test again. And you have to keep testing until you're negative and then you can have your surgery. So I go back, did another one. That was positive. Go back again. Um, in terrible like my, I'm in pain and so I'm sitting in A&E and they did one and then they're like look we're going to have to do the surgery uh, today but you can go home we'll call you back and then they're like no actually stay here um, we want you to stay here but we're just getting a bed for you and then I waited 10 hours for a bed and they went right we've got a bed for you um, and they wheeled me up to this bed and I got to this like literal like a little quarantine zone bit you know like in the movies with the plastic sheeting and the people in the hazmat suits I got to that bit I was like, oh, what's going on there? Why am I going this way? She went, oh, you, you've been booked into a COVID ward. And I said, well, I don't have COVID. And she went, well, your last test was positive, so we can't be sure. And I said, oh, all right then. If that's how it's got to be, that's how it's got to be. So I got wheeled into this room with three other poor old fellas that were dying, <laughs> coughing their guts out. And, um, and then two hours later, which by the way is in. a great, I'd hate to interrupt, but that's a great way to give more people COVID. You crank up the PCRs 
to where a lot more people test positive, and then you put the people that just tested positive mm. on a PCR mm. in the room yeah. with the COVID patients. With the COVID people splatting around. And I, I've only just had it about three weeks before this, so yeah. I'm sitting in there with my nat- my non-specific antibodies, and I'm I'm like breathing in in the the the, the death, the thing that Rob Jew was talking about, because that is all over the hospitable. If you want to feel like death, just go to a hospitable. There's loads of them. Anyway, um, so they come back two hours later. Oh, you, you, good news. Your PCR tests come back. And I went, it's not a test, darling. It's a process. Okay. It's an amplification pro. And she's just said, well, it's negative. And I said, great. Does that mean I can get to have my surgery? She went, well, unfortunately, because you've been put on a COVID ward, we need to do another PCR test. <laughs> <laughs> I went, get oh me God. out of here. I'm leaving. See you later. <laughs> There's got to be a better alternative than this. <laughs> and so I left. And then, um, I f- since then I found this is cool, right? So the missus did a bit of internet search engine querying and, um, she came up with this treatment, right? And it's like called Exloid or something. And I'll put it on No Agenda Social. Everyone go check it out. It's on my profile. Check the link out. See if these are charlatans or not. This is the method, the treatment for the hemorrhoids. And we're going to get a bit gross here, right? So the reason why they said you can't have the surgery is because the hemorrhoids are too, um thrombosed and they can't tell which bit of the skin is like from outer ass and which bit is from the sphincter and so if they take yeah i know if they take too much of sphincter you can be incontinent afterwards and i have to stand up all day running boozers i can't be running off shit myself every two seconds that's just not a good look for a micro republican anuses are being violated anuses are being violated man this is this is this is pg-13 content at the very least yeah it's gonna yeah. get a lot worse if I don't find a lighter. Oh, here it is. Don't worry. Spark one up. Mm. Uh, right. Yeah. So pretty good, by the way. This touch of haze, hazy IPA, Zay Cascade. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I mean, it's this uh, fish gut. It's no fish guts in it. So it's a vegan thing. If it's hazy, that means it's unfine. Seven point three percent alcohol by volume. That's for the people that are taking over Austin, Texas. That's for them to drink, not really for you to drink. You should be drinking good, clean, uh, fish-scaled beer that's got no no haziness to it. It was all poop water. Yeah. Which one? Is it this one or is this one? Which one? Which one's the poop water? Come on, tell me. Is it this glass or this glass? <laughs> this is, I only have one It's beer both fucking my- glasses. Oh, got him. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. Um, CSB's favourite water is Evian. <coughs> Sorry, that's not a coup for tack. <coughs> Evian, spell Evian backwards. E V I A N. Spell it backwards. Uh, wait, naive. That's what it spells. <laughs> he, he gets it in glass bottles, and I've only seen that in posh restaurants, Chris. But anyway, we digress. Where was we at? Oh, yeah. So sphincter, uh, the and they're going to take that. So I found this treatment, right? And this is literally what the treatment we should, is. They, honestly, they should. They need to be more gender neutral, and there should be heroids too, not just hemorrhoids. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about. Yeah, I guess. Okay, we'll, we'll put, leave that one on the table, and we'll do. Well, that's later. not very interesting. Was no, not not really. Thank you, past self, for informing future <laughs> self. Okay, continue. Um, Sorry. Continue? Did you just say continue? Are you slowly morphing into a a, a uh, mock, a, a man of Kent? I I meant to say, I guess I meant to say, uh, cunt-tinue. 
Because you're a cunt. You're you're a Republican, are you? Oh, cool. Got the badge to prove it. Okay, so you were yeah. getting uh, oh, yeah, so on the, your yeah, asshole. So, so, no, so the, this treatment, right, this is what they do. They have a look at them and they, they take a probe, an anal probe, and it literally says that on the website. Um, and it's an alkaline-based probe and they stick this probe uh, in around the base of the hemorrhoid and that seals off the blood flow to the affected area. Now... I'm no doctor, obviously. I'm a I'm a cock. I've made that plainly clear by now. But I was thinking, does anybody think this? Because it's it's a thousand pounds to do. It's a bag of sand, and that's not not cheap. So I booked it anyway because I can cancel two days before and get my money back. But until then, we I want all the all the smart guys out there that take my ideas and make beautiful things from them to just take a little look into this little alkaline anal probe. Because from the off, it sounds a bit... Um, I mean, what do you reckon? I'm going to drop the link in the chat now. Let people have a little once-over of What's it. What's the question? Well, is, do you think this is a thing? Do you think that I can... Because there's testimonies on the page, you know. Oh, I suffered with this for years, and I'm so glad I had this done here, and yada, yada, yada. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, sorry, phone boy. I think I know why you've got a headache, mate. It might have something to do with the dulcet tones of a cock. Uh, well, so drink more water is the key. That's so what's the, the like? Not to get into spoilers, but is your asshole okay now? Well, twentieth of August is the is the date for the treatment. So nine days. Oh, time. No. So what I'm doing is now I'm <clears throat> I'm focusing on cooling the afflicted area with uh, ice and wet towels that I keep in the fridge. Um, whilst I'm sat at the computer playing um, uh, a copious amounts of cyberpunk at the moment. Um, yeah. Just trying so, to do a non. I, non I had to, not while we're while we're on to stories that don't deserve to be told. I okay. Had, you asked. You asked, bro. <laughs> you so, went. Tell me what's going on Anus with the cop. Are being violated. So what speaking say, of what's going on with the cop, you know, speaking of what's Biden going on with the cop, about what? wiping his bum. I want someone to wipe my bum. <laughs> so it was, speaking of uh, what's going on with the cock. In this yeah. case, C-O-C-K and not K-O-K. Uh, my neighbor is end. like, hey, yeah, I have yeah. all these. Like, he he comes over and he's like, I have all these ghost peppers. I got oh, ghost yeah. peppers, Carolina Reapers, jalapenos, and habaneros. I chop up some jalapenos and some habaneros and put them I in my like chili and cook the chili. And it's fucking great. And I eat the whole thing. Mm. No problem. It's fine. But then I didn't wash my hands. And I think I touched it. I definitely touched the habaneros. Might have touched some of the ghost peppers. Uh, and and wash my hands, but maybe not thoroughly enough because you know how pepper oil is; it doesn't really come off that easily. And away one thing led to another. Another, you don't really need to know the middle part of the story. Uh, but my dick was on fire to the point where I was like, it kept getting hotter. It was like, there's no way the head of my dick is gonna feel like it's more like burning, like in the pits of hell. And it just mm. kept getting hotter and hotter and hotter. Ooh. And that's what happens when you get pepper oil in your on your pecker. Thank God I didn't 
I thank God I didn't get it in my pee hole because that's when it really well, would have been bad. I, I heard that when it came down to the crunch for old Captain Crowley, Mr. Alistair Crowley, Crowley, whatever you want to call him, and he had to do like the actual, the the, the real, there's the real deal, like the pinnacle of the sex rituals. And they, they were just like, here's some chili oil. You got to chuck that down your, your wang. And he was, he was out of there. He said, no, I'm done. This is it. I'm going to go open up a chain of my own, um, boutique, uh, manicure and pedicure specialist uh, places, and I'm just going to do that because there's I money the, in that. I have the raw recording of what happens when you put uh, hot pepper in your pee hole. Oh, yeah. Soak it up, everyone. Just don't do it. I know your mustache is cool. No. No. No, you don't need to do that. Beef, beefy Pranks says, Aloha, he's having a, uh, he or she, they, they are having a quick smoke before they jump on and bump oh, everyone That's Beef Pranks, that's, uh, that's Dean Runner of the Up Is Down podcast. He'll be on with Larry momentarily. Oh, great. Momentarily. Well, I'm, sti- I'm sticking around. I'm going to see this one out. So if you ever need to call on your cock, you know where I am. Um, it won't take long. I like, well, we can obviously fluff until they've had their smoke and got yeah, their Yeah, yeah, hang out, hang out for a while. You can bleed into their show a little bit for a little bit. Yeah, I'll say hi. By the way, I I don't know if I I mean I know I said it was awesome, but I don't know if I properly actually gave you the respect you deserve for those three or four songs you played. That was the best thing I could have listened to while I was smoking that cigarette. That made that cigarette ten times better. That was oh, very good. Cheers, man. You kind of threw that one on me. Otherwise, I'd have practiced a little more. I think there's good. there's we need this. I want uh, you know things to consider is the No Agenda Supergroup. Uh, we definitely need to get the choir back together because I was talking to. Uh, our drunken there is nothing Chris like a day. yeah and he's got some absolute just ah oh, they the lyrics this guy comes up with are so and i said send them to me and he hasn't yet because he's a hairy um british texan <laughs> love that guy if i could pick if i could pick a, a you know a dude to just like sling it out with uh he'd be well i well i up on the list it, in fact I've already, like, because we can get no agenda arranged marriages going, and I've got stiff competition. I know that, but, you know, there's a, prin- <laughs> there's a princess out there. Stiff competition. I mean, you have a boner? Uh, <laughs> nah, not currently. Oh. Oh, hey, but, uh, did you hear, I don't know if you were listening, but I found a clip of you. Oh, the little poly wall shaky got a little, little bit of a problem, though. Oi. What, what the f- Oi, how did you get that? <laughs> It's that's uncanny, that, right? That's my cousin, that is. That's definitely, <laughs> play it to me again, that's him, I'm sure. Oh, the little poly wall shaky got a little, little bit of a problem, well. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely Engel, yeah. <laughs> Engelbert. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know what he's saying. I can never understand him without his, um, without his twin there. But, um, that's definitely him. His twin signs whatever he says. Because he can hear, but he can't speak. But he can sign it out, and everyone has to learn sign language to understand what his twin's saying. It's, um, it's a bit of a screwed up Christmas. I'm not gonna lie. We don't really invite him most. You celebrate times, Christmas? Oh, you're Jewish, right? Yeah, it's birth of Jesus. You know, oh. I take it for what it is. Like my thing. You know what you were saying earlier about having how you got to get up in people's. You know that like, this is it now. You, this is now the time to put your foot down. And and I don't know whether you was listening to me on Manimals, but I did try and tell you that this is the time to stand your ground and not give up a flipping millimetre of your what you've got. Um, but don't attack 
Just let it all bounce off you. Be polite. Sit, smile through it. Because whenever, if you go against the grain, you're going to kick up a bit of fuss. And it go, it speaks to what um, Sir Spence was talking about the other day when he was saying, um, we've got to be smart about this. And this is one of the ways that we are smart about this because you're going to win at the end of the day. So there's no need to do the thing. And even if it means that you end up giving your life for it, then so be it, man. I mean, you get a cuddle from Jesus that bit quicker. I mean, what's, what's worse? Who knows? He could have a real sick, blooming VR headset holler room up there and you can just conjure up anything you want. You don't know. You've not been there. None of us have. That's what we've all got in common. Well, one of the things. What about people? Do you, do you believe the stories of people that, because like I, I've had experiences that I can't explain that were fucking insane and so a lot of other people with hallucinogens, but do you believe the stories? Uh, how compelling is that to you? People that die and are dead on the operating table for half an hour or whatever, and then they come back mm. and their afterlife stories. Do you think that's real? Demonic tricks, I'd say. Deception. You don't. So you don't think? What if it's? I think it's if, real in as much as that's what they're seeing, but I think that's also that's what they're being shown. And I'm always very aware of the hidden hand because if you don't learn the lessons, if you don't listen to Dead Lenin and hear, hear what he's got to say, and if you don't read up on the stuff and get your do the work, but that's what that's what other people are out there. I've done lot, lots of work for the last twenty years. We're coming up on the twenty twenty um twenty year anniversary of what kind of woke me up. Um, and it woke a lot of people up, and as like JFK did, and as all these things, just because the thing, the more the stuff they do. It's like, it's like this, this, the analogy I use is he keeps on knocking buckets of blood over and he's using the same old dirty mop to like mop it up now. And he's just spreading it all around. This is the the enemy of humanity I'm talking about. And every now and again, the big dude just like, you know, sets him back a bit and restarts him over, but he knocks the same bucket of blood over and does the whole thing over and over again. It's like these, the cycles that are going on round and round, the, the fractals within the fractals and all of that stuff. Um, once you step away from it it's quite easy to see I think personally but yeah. then I don't know maybe I'm just one raving lunatic on the internet I don't know we all are yeah it's a comedy show isn't it uh, I wouldn't go that We're sponsored by T-Mobile I don't respond to the T-Mobile at the end. We got the, the spot. I mean, you got the... We did, we did spend quite a bit of time on the phone earlier with T-Mobile professionals. Yeah, I, I got, I got some of it. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, tidying up. It was good. I don't know about them though. I mean, that lady at the end, was it a lady, do you reckon? Lady or a man? You can never quite tell. These oh, days, the one know. that would like, that, uh, Brennan Walsh made her cry. Yeah, yeah, that did happen, didn't it? Yeah, That's she, she moment, sounded yeah. a lot like Carolyn Blaney from Hog Story, but I know for a fact that wasn't her, so. <gasps> no, because she's in the chat room, so how could she be in two places at once? Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, still I'm not an idiot. You got Brandon Walsh from 90210 on your show today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's up, Dean? What's up, Larry? What up, man? Hey! I'm going to crank uh, you all over. How are we doing, guys? You right? Doing great. excellent. Dino, um, how are you, buddy? I'm real good, Larry. How you doing, my friend? Fantastic. Yeah, that's that Larry's voice. Oh, Larry. Yeah. You like the hello, hello. the most masculine Hummer I know. It's pretty amazing considering I'm three feet tall, only wear 19 pounds, but uh, <laughs> somehow it works. Doesn't matter. You get on top of that stuff. What? <laughs> what? You're, you're, th- you're three feet. 
You're three. Wait, say that again. You're three feet tall and you weigh three feet tall and I weigh I weigh nineteen pounds. That's it. Wow. I don't know where this sound comes from. Huh. Yeah. Can, I ask, can I ask you a personal question? Is it a chode? Sure. By any chance? Is it a what? A chode? Yeah. Is it like wider <laughs> than it's longer? Somebody recently called me the white Barry White. I was never so flattered. <laughs> uh, I now, now need to hear a Christmas album. Who's Barry White? Oh shit! Who's Barry White? Oh, doing man. covers of um, like No Agenda covers of Barry White songs. We'll get Chris to knock up some lyrics for you. <laughs> Do some Lou Rawls while we're at it. Three feet tall, man. Where the what the what freaking dimension is this little creature from? <laughs> there you go. Wow, what a great. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to bounce for a bit. Sounder, man. <laughs> I'm going to bounce for a bit and then uh, leave you guys to it. Have good fun. I'll be listening. Have uh, yeah, thanks have for hanging. Cool. And we'll, we'll talk again, about I'm our. Uh, we'll, we need to hear you on AI.cooking, and you can hear yeah, Goof oh, yeah, on Misinformation yeah. and Goof. We need to work on our movie review show critique all thinking. thinking. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's it. And no agenda social, Gwiff. GWFF. That's it. Right, see you later. GWFF. I'll follow you. We'll see you, Gwiffy. I think you already do, bud. I do. Uh, I do already. That is familiar. Yes. Yes. Thank you. See you. Bye. Bye, Felicia. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on, guys? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, congratulations, Chris. Yeah. Congrats, man. It's been fun. We're half, we are officially halfway through the today's show. Six hours done, mm-hmm. six hours to go. 